It's episode 269 of the PS Nation podcast. Uh, uh, 69, man. 69, dudes. <laughs> you know what we have to do now? We have to actually go up to podcast episode 420. Then we're uh. just then we just cover all the multiplayer, uh, uh, you know, all the all the names that people have in multiplayer games because, <laughs> like I said on Twitter, it's not a multiplayer game until you have a sixty nine or or a four twenty at the end of somebody's name. Well, then we need an episode that starts and ends with XX, lowercase X, uppercase X. Oh, that's right, like X Corn Dog <laughs> XX. Yeah, that's right, Corn Dog. <laughs> corn Dogs all around, Jackie. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah, w- we were just getting ready to record, and all of a sudden. I got an email from somebody, and uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we had this impromptu interview that we'll talk about in a second, but uh, this week, uh, going to be pretty cool. We got a couple new releases, some news items that, uh, there's some pretty cool shit here. What we're playing, my review of Max Payne 3, Josh's review of Sorcery, uh, some emails, and apparently we're going to talk about Home? No, we're not. <laughs> uh, and and uh, last but not least, uh, we, we got an email, and by the time you hear the show, this information will be out, but uh, we got uh, Neil, Neil and uh, Mel from Zen Studios on the show, very last minute, very quick, to talk a little bit about the new game that they just announced, a noun, you know, a noun, maybe a verb, maybe an adverb. Who knows? Uh, but we'll be talking about <laughs> place our thing. <laughs> uh, just a few minutes on this new game, Kickbeat, which is a PlayStation Vita exclusive, and we've got the information for you right here on this show uh, because uh, Chris Cuspis from over at PSNStores.com, who you'll be hearing on the show in a couple weeks, decided to call me uh, Jeff Keeley because I was hyping it the way he hyped stuff. So exclusive, exclusive new inter- information right here, coming soon. I can't be Jeff Keeley though. I'm not baked all the time. That's right. I said it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Josh is on full baby alert. Hail, baby. And uh, we don't know if he'll get Hail called baby. away during the show or not. So if he disappears anytime during the show, it's because the baby is finally coming upon this earth. And, of course, Josh has to bow. Hail, baby. So We all do. <laughs> did you see that somebody on Facebook today put up the transcript from the episode where, they, where that came up? No, they didn't. <laughs> yeah, did. Well, you wouldn't know. I have to it's, go it's, on it's Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. seriously. Yeah, oh, well, man. that'll never happen. So, <laughs> uh, that's right. great. Yeah, so new releases. Let's uh, a couple of pretty cool things here. Yeah, new releases. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, actually, the er, everything's less than sixty bucks. How about that? Indeed. <laughs> budget <laughs> week next week. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, budget week. It is. Uh, we have Batman Arkham City Game of the Year Edition. Nice. In June, of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wait, it's not June yet. It's still the no. end of May. It's almost going to be June. But not. Uh, it won't be so, June. It'll be May. So the Game of the Year Edition comes out forty nine ninety nine. Yay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Atelier Moo Moo. Moo Moo. <laughs> meow Meow. <laughs> Atelier Meow Meow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which apparently Thor is running. That's uh, what I hear, it's called yeah. The Apprentice of Arland. And when I first read that, I was like, wait, uh, like King of the Hill? And then I realized that's Arland, not Arland. <laughs> oh. Damn it, Bobby. Get that moo yeah. over here, and we'll put some propane in it. But, Dad, it doesn't take propane. <laughs> My dad says butane's a bastard gas. <laughs> that's my favorite line. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. And actually, a little note on this. Uh, none of our writers wanted to review it until after I sent it to this person, but uh, our buddy Roy from CodeWarrior.org is actually going to give this game a try. He's never played an Atelier game before, uh, but he's kind of our... I mean, he's my expert on JRPGs, so I, I figured, hey, let's see if Roy wants to review this. Uh, so Roy's going to give that a shot, and, and uh, we'll probably have him on the show in a few weeks to talk about that game. Uh, so there's some more JRPG yeah. love for y'all. I mean, I even played the game for a couple hours. Come on. We're, we're we're trying here, and it's that's another forty nine ninety nine game. Two forty nine ninety nine games right there, back to back Indeed. on the PS three. Although what you, more have could Tec- you want you have Koei on there, and I don't think Koei's bringing that game out. That's how it's listed. I don't think it's Koei. Well, I'll look that up. Listed. They may be the publishers, certainly not the developer, but they may be the publisher because uh, that's NIS America. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think no. Whoever well, listed that, no, no, no. Whoever listed it listed it wrong. So right, you weren't it's wrong. Amazon. Yeah, you weren't wrong. Amazon. We got to start using Amazon, I think, because they've been <laughs> fucking things up right and left. Apparently, they have. Yeah, that's an NIS America game. Our friends over at NIS. That man, they have a lot yeah. of patience for us. So they well, keep, that's uh, that's what I figured. And when I saw that, I was like, Techmo. Well, all right, it's Techmo Coley. If you say so. So yeah, I put it down. No. All right. So. The Vita yeah. has a new release. All you, there's no new releases on the Vita. Yeah, there's a new release on the Vita. Pretty big one. A pretty big one. Resistance Burning Skies for thirty nine ninety nine. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, so Resistance Burning Skies, you've, uh, you got the review copy. You can't I do. talk about it. No, uh, I, uh, I asked for permission to give uh, uh, some, some first impressions. And they said they'd rather not. And the biggest reason is because I haven't played the multiplayer yet. Uh, I'll be playing that actually the day that this interview or that this interview that the show comes out. I'll be playing the multiplayer. So uh, <laughs> you're interviewing me. Nice. Yeah, yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that, that's um, kind of why they wanted, didn't want me to do it. And and I understand. So uh, the embargo lifts on Tuesday morning uh, next week when the game comes out at like uh, it's like six a.m. or eight a.m. Pacific time, I believe. So uh, that's when the reviews are supposed to go up. So yeah, I'll be. I've been. I've. I got the game. Was it last night? Yeah, last night. And I've already been playing. I played it at lunch today at work. That kind of thing. So I should have, or should be able to get through the game pretty easily and play some of the multiplayer and then have some good, uh, some good stuff for the review. I hope. Well, I could certainly talk about what I saw at the Sony event. You definitely could because that was at an event, (laughs) and you know that's not you playing the game now. Yeah, and it was all the multiplayer, and the multiplayer was a lot of fun, what I played of it. But, uh, yeah, that's all I know. <laughs> I didn't get to play the single player at all, so we'll have to see uh, your review when that comes out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been I've been working on it as much as I can with, uh, with the way work's going and everything. I kind of played through the little lunch I had today, and I played last night for quite a while, and I'll be continuing to do that, so... Get through it. It's weird playing a first-person shooter on a Vita, I'll tell you that. uh, Yeah, yeah. it is a little. But it's nice. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Okay, so let's jump. Well, I don't know. I had fun with it. Uh, Jump right into news. Uh, I threw this in here. This I don't know that this is necessarily news. It's just something that's going on at Amazon right now. And since... 
Sorcery just came out, and we've got the review tonight. And one of my big things that I put right at the top of the review is you can use the DualShock or a nav controller. Yeah. You know, it's a second re- controller is required for the game because that's how you move around. This isn't an on-rails game like some motion-type games. Well, even <laughs> um, like uh, Medieval Move was the one that we all thought when we saw at E3 that it was going to be free-roaming, well, and that was on rails, and some yeah. people kind of complained about that, even though I think that was the right decision for that game. Yeah, yeah. this one is all free-roaming, and you can wander wherever you want. But I strongly suggested getting the nav controller, because playing through an entire game like that with the DualShock in your hand, is it just can't be fun. You know what? It's really I mean, funny the way that my jacked up left hand is. The Zen, uh, the uh, the the Dual Shock works ten times better for me. Well, that's you. Yeah, I, and that's Not why I said with my jacked up hand because <laughs> I actually kind of push it against my leg so that I keep a good grip on it. Yeah, and I can't do that with a nav controller because I tried I tried sorcery with the nav and with the Dual Shock, but like like I said, for me because I have a messed up hand, it, that worked better for me. So for everybody without a messed up hand. So that's everybody else. If you uh, if you click on the link in our show notes to Amazon, and you buy sorcery, you you buy the sorcery game and the nav controller together at the same time. You have two little check boxes you can check off and add them to your cart. You get that nav controller for fourteen ninety nine. That is badass. Instead of twenty four thirty eight, which is their current discount on it, uh, or twenty nine ninety nine if you buy it anywhere else, so you're getting it for half price essentially. Uh, if you don't have it already, that's the way to go. If you're thinking about getting sorcery, I would pick it up at Amazon and do the bundle there, as it were, because uh, it's definitely worth it. I'm, I, I'll talk about it more in, in the review, but I just. I got so into it with the move and the nav that it just didn't even phase me. I didn't even think about the fact that I was holding these things in my hand. Yeah. I was I was in the game because it's so intuitive and it flows so nicely and it feels so good that you just you don't feel like there's a controller in the way. You I just agree. feel like you're playing the game. You're in the game or whatever. Hey, uh, hey, 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 hey. Save that for the review. I don't need to sell it. I know. Save it for the review. Uh, no. I'll <laughs> just, I'll just uh, shut up now, and uh, we'll move shut on. Shut up, shut up. <laughs> All right, well, this next one, we've been seeing a lot of this stuff lately, uh, these AR games for the Vita, and another one was actually just revealed today called Pulse AR. Pulse R? Pulse AR. Uh, Pulse R. Yeah, so this, uh, this is another augmented reality game. It uses those little cards that came with your Vita. And it looks like a puzzle game where you're uh, kind of maneuvering these lasers all over the place with these little mirrors uh, all on these AR cards. And uh, I, I haven't read this really, but, I mean, there isn't really much to say. There's some pictures up on the PlayStation blog. It looks pretty cool. I mean, this I'm trying to think of the game that I just played not too long ago that had puzzles like this. And I can't remember which one the heck it is. But, yeah, you're, you're trying to aim these lasers in certain ways uh, to obviously unlock the, the puzzle. And it looks like some of the mirrors are static, so you have to use the static ones, and then you're moving the AR cards around to actually get these things to go the right way. Pretty cool. Did they say that this one's going to be free also? They don't say anywhere. Yeah. I was looking for that. uh, Because another AR game just came out today. Yeah, with the tanks. And 
and it's a couple dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But it looks like it's it's. Uh, I think that's the game that looks like Atari Twenty Six Hundred Combat. Oh, Obviously in three D though. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> we have to actually unwrap those cards. Yeah. Well, no, I've used mine. I just don't use them often. Uh, if I if I open them up, I'll lose them. So I'm just kind of waiting for the right time. <laughs> yeah. So no, wait a second. Are we TMZ now? What's this next title here? Alien Colonial Marines dated. They did. Who? Dated who? They dated each other. Wow, aliens and the Colonial Marines. Yeah. I am black <laughs> and you are white. You are blind as the bat and I have sight. <laughs> what? That's an oldie but what a goodie. Yeah, seriously. Joe Piscopo. Eddie Murphy. Bef- before he got hopped up on goofballs and, and became steroid nut job. All right. Uh, so, yeah. Aliens, uh, the new game, Aliens, Colonial Marines, is coming, oh, jeez, I thought it was coming this year. It's coming February 12, 2013. <laughs> yeah, this is a, a game that's in kind of a, a, a growing trend here this week. I think there were three or four games this week that were all pushed back to within quarter one of 2013 now. Yeah, this is a huge problem because they did this, what, last year or the year before? They push back, push back, push back, and then suddenly, like, March, February or March was slammed with games. It was when Bayonetta hit and, like, all these other games. It was insane. And it's going to happen again because everybody's pushing back. (laughs) Well, you've got this. You've got Bioshock Infinite. You've got... The first-person shooter version of XCOM, which that's that's like the fifth time that's been pushed back. Um, what are the other ones? There there were a couple other ones that came out today that they were pushed back. There are. I can't remember what they are, but th- that's all we've heard recently, just over and over again, is this game gets pushed back, this game gets pushed back, yeah. which was fine when it was just a couple of them. But with all of them now, we're going to have that same situation where we're going to have a lot of games in November... And the Christmas lull, and then we're just going to get absolutely slammed for several weeks in February and March. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and actually, let's see. Well, and they're saying Devil May Cry, the new one, is going to be sometime in 2013 as well. When is Borderlands 2? Does that have a date yet? That might be one of them. I'm just looking through my emails. We're talking January 15th of 2013 is Devil May Cry, the new one from the folks that did Heavenly Sword, Ninja Theory. Uh, so yeah, I'm just going through, I mean, we've gotten just a ton of emails lately, obviously right before Mm. E3, we always get slammed and yeah, it's Tomb Raider, Bioshock and the South Park RPG, South Park RPG. So now Devil May Cry, the XCOM first person shooter, and now this one, Aliens, Colonial Marines, Mm -hmm. Jesus. And also Sega just announced tonight, Yakuza 5. Yes. Like right before we started recording, <laughs> Yakuza Five. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, this is I. I don't know what it is. The last couple of E three is like all this information hits right before E three instead of releasing at E three. But that's it's fine because they're trying to get it out before the noise of E three. You sure. know and. There's plenty, there's still plenty to talk about at E3. That's why they do it. They get whatever they're afraid is just going to get lost in that noise. They they throw it out there real quick beforehand. Right. 
which is good, I think. I mean, I know Jim Sterling was bitching about it on, on Twitter today. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, Jim Sterling was complaining about bothering? something? Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's like, why are we even bother going to E3 if they're just going to announce everything beforehand? And this is not new. They've been doing this for the past couple of years. And you still go to E3 and get hit with all kinds of stuff you didn't expect. So I'm fine with it. It's it's not that big a deal. I always knew that Jim Sterling and I would get along when we we when we met for that first time at the at the uh, destructive party in the bathroom. And we just knew it was love forever. <laughs> hey, now were you tapping tapping your feet uh, <laughs> under the? No, no, I didn't know cell. that trick back then. I was like pit pounding the wall oh, with my okay. fist, and I didn't know what to do. <laughs> You're saying, hey, buddy, can you come in here and help me <laughs> adjust this? <laughs> I need talcum on my bum. Yeah. Were you at that party or was that when Mark was there? That was when Mark was there. Uh, no, that was when Mark yeah, was there. Yeah, it was Mark and Martin. We went to the Destructoid party at, like, I think it was called like, the Brass Monkey or something or something to that effect. And you walk in the place and it was shoulder-to-shoulder people. I mean, you couldn't even move. And we all kind of walked in. And I'm like, we're not even going to get a drink here. So we we all had to go to the bathroom, so we all walk over by there, and there's Jim Sterling. <laughs> like, hey, Jim. <laughs> but now I run into him every time we go to something. I saw him at PAX. I see him at E3 every year. He's actually yeah. a nice guy. Don't don't uh, get fooled by the persona. He's actually a really yeah, nice guy. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's a good guy. He's, a, he's our E3 buddy. So uh, something that's not going to be late, though, but uh, we got some new news last week right after we recorded the show. Uh, obviously, Sanzaro Games bringing out uh, working on Sly Cooper Thieves in Time, uh, and uh, was revealed last week. Holy shit! Day and date, we're going to see a Vita version, and it's going to have cross-platform saves. How about that? <laughs> How about the fact that, and I didn't even mention this when when I talked about the the Sony event in New York. Yeah, because I completely forgot about it until this news came out. Yeah. After I played it, I'm standing there and I'm talking to the guy and I was like, dude, Vita? And he just looked at me. He's like, well, you know, I don't know. And if we announce something like that, it, it won't be, you know. I was like, come on. How cool would this be on the Vita with cross-platform saves and oh, it would just be so badass. He's like, yeah, that that would be really cool. <laughs> so he didn't. He didn't actually confirm wait, wait, wait. anything, so but he was kind of leading me in that direction. They did this because of you, didn't they? No, they did. No, I'm saying that the guy was kind of leading me in that direction, but wasn't really saying anything. And I completely forgot about You're that whole idiot. conversation until I saw this. I was like, <gasps> "You could have talked about this. You could have made a Jeff exclusive <laughs> announcement right here. You just." You were baked enough have, to realize it. I could have hyped it. Damn it! Uh, it just completely left my head after that. I was trying to soak in everything else that was there, but that's exactly what I wanted. That's what I said to him. I said, I really want to be able to take this on the go, and I want to be able to take my save with me. It would be so freaking cool. He's yeah. like, yeah, that, that'd that be awesome. That would be it? cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> Wink, hint, hint. Nudge, nudge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Oh, no, very cool. It is. Yeah. That's amazing, though. I really want to try to get through the first. This is three what now. I want to see. Yeah. No, oh, dude, you you should. I'm because the first three are fantastic. I get, I get the Max Payne threes, and I get the Starhawks, and yeah. the Battlefield threes, and the. <laughs> well, you know what you do. You quit my job. It, well, see, you don't have play. You don't. You don't have a PS3 in your bedroom. That's the trick. If I had a PS3 in my bedroom, PS3 I'd never in the sleep. bedroom. Wow. 
And right when you go up to bed, you play, you put something in there and you leave it in there and you just play that every night for like a half hour, 45 minutes before you go to bed. And You know, you I already get only it. get five hours of sleep right now. Do you just not want me to sleep at all and just die? You, you want, no. you, you're want to take, you, that's what it is. You want me off the show. You're trying to kill me. Well, I pushed Joel out. I'm trying to get you out now. <laughs> <laughs> you and your bad attitude. Oh yeah. man, yeah. So this is speaking uh, right of bad now attitudes. <laughs> well, hold on. This is slated for sometime in the fall of 2012. So uh, hopefully we'll get a date at E3. I think actually we probably will for this game. I thought didn't they say October they it, or? I thought they said that too, but I thought they gave a date, but apparently not. Mm, Maybe take a look while you're I talking about what, what you were going to talk about. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Bad bad attitudes. Um, so. There's all this just cause uh, oh, news <laughs> floating around. Yeah, <laughs> that's my that's my segue there. By the oh, way, Amazon's crap, saying October first, but we know that Amazon are a bunch of fucking liars. So oh, that's true. Who knows when that game's coming? Sorry. Okay, so, just so cause news. yeah, Square Enix registered domains for Just Cause Four. So. Everybody started flipping out. Everybody started sending me messages saying, oh, you must be squealing and peeing in your pants and being all excited. And yeah, no, I'm not really. <laughs> no, he's just practicing um, to see what the baby's going to be like when he gets it. Baby. No, you know what it is? It's I need to see Just Cause 3 first. I need to see what they're doing with that game. I need to see if they're going to screw that game up. <laughs> because they really could. I mean, Just Cause 2 was so much fun, but it's very easy to lose that focus and say, we need to shoehorn in some kind of multiplayer, we need to do something different this time, we need to do something crazy this time, we need to add something, you know? And they could ruin the game, or Mm -hmm. they could just remake the exact same game in a different location, and it could kind of suck because it's the exact same (laughs) game, just in a different location. It's going to be set in Iowa this year. (laughs) <laughs> hey it's so iowa. i don't know go up on those cliffs what cliffs we're in iowa <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly i've been thinking about it and the more i thought about like a just cause three the more i thought well uh, i'm worried because i really it's it's a really fine line they have to walk there and i don't know what they're gonna do and i need to see it before I'm going to get excited about it, because I'm not just going to blindly be ah, just cause is coming. Ah, you know, I I need wow. to see something, and I you need to are know what old it and is. grizzled. Uh, it's like your I've, favorite game been, of of two years, and and they announce a sequel to it, and you're like, Neh. yeah. Well, I've been burnt. Uh, look, I've been playing video games for at least two years. <laughs> oh my god, how, how long has it been? Well, let's see. I started 30. in what seventy seven, maybe. Yes, because we get we got our we got the uh, the Fairchild Channel F when I was like five or six years old. I think I was six when we got it. So twenty nine years for oh, me. Shit. No, no, wait, more than that. Yeah, well, shit. Thir- thirty four no. for me. Yeah, thirty six years for me. <laughs> Video games didn't exist thirty six years ago. Shut up. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> Whatever. They did. Arcades, yo. I was playing video games when I was four years old. Pong? No. I'm older than that. You're only a year older than me. What? No, I'm not. I'm older than that. 
Oh, God. You're so old that you're forgetting shit. All right. So, what are we talking about? Standalone Pong. <laughs> Standalone Pong. Plug it into your TV. I was playing that one in 1976. So, yeah. Okay. So, that's yeah, 36 years. The Fairchild. We didn't get the Pong until later. Somebody gave it to us. So uh, My friend down anymore. the street had it. I didn't. Yeah. Have, we had the Atari eventually, 77 or whenever. No, I started but. with the Fairchild, and my dad bought me an Atari. That was the thing, you know, you have the divorced parents when you're really young, so you go over to your dad's, and he's got all the video <laughs> games because he doesn't want to deal with you because he's too busy build, building his trains, and let's go play the video game. And then I'd stay up all night playing Asteroids, and I'd melt the cartridge. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. enough babbling. Let's talk about this. Uh, this was really funny. We were actually getting ready to record, and all of a sudden I get an email from our, our really good friend Mel Kirk over at Zen Studios and kind of hinted that they were going to uh, announce something for tomorrow on the on the PlayStation blog. So obviously we're recording this on Tuesday. It's going to be announced Wednesday when the show comes out. And I said, dude, we have a day lead time. You need to come on this show and talk about it right now. So uh, we were really going to have them on, or we were just going to get some information from them and talk about it. And luckily... Uh, both Mel and Neil, uh, Neil Sorens, who's the creative director at Zen Studios, had about 15 minutes to talk to us, got him on Skype, and we uh, recorded this interview really quick. So uh, you should know about this by now. If you don't, hey, surprise, a new PlayStation Vita exclusive from Zen Studios. Uh, so we're going to talk to Mel and Neil really quick about the new game Kickbeat, which is a fighting game rhythm. Well, let's just let them talk about it. So here we go. Well, we had a last-minute addition to the show uh, right before we started recording. I uh, got a little email from somebody, and since the show was coming out right after the announcement, we decided to get these guys on the show. From Zen Studios, we've got Mel Kirk and also Neil Sorens, uh, the creative director at Zen, at Zen Studios. And uh, this game was announced earlier today when you're listening to this, and uh, we wanted them to come on a little bit and talk a little bit about this new game called Kickbeat. So, uh, Neil, you're the creative director. Tell us what the heck this game's all about. Well, it's a uh, it's a new take on beat matching games. Um, one thing we th- we thought was uh, you know we all enjoy music games and uh, you know I play Rock Band three with my uh, my non game playing friends. Um, but we thought music games needed something a little bit fresh. Um, and one thing we noticed was that um, you know these these music games always have you're playing an interface. There's stuff going on in the background, but the the thing you're actually playing is just you know, basically a 2D interface, and um, so we thought it'd be cool if you know the the all the action cues were actually um, you know full fully animated 3D characters, and uh, and so Kickbee is basically it's a it's like fight scene set to music, um, essentially. So uh, you know you got enemies coming at you from from four directions, and you're just hitting the buttons at the right time to uh, to beat the crap out of them. That's really, really interesting. Uh, obviously, we have the trailer, but I haven't downloaded it yet, so I haven't really gotten a chance to look at this yet. But uh, I guess kind of explain, is there any type of comparison you can make with the, with the graphics, or is this something that, that's kind of all new and, and something that's you know, just completely Zen Studios? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, um, it's pretty original. Um, you know, the, the look of the game is it's pretty high, highly stylized, um, you know, very colorful, sort of fantastic backgrounds. 
all the uh, animations are, are uh, hand animated. Um, so there's uh, some pretty spectacular looking stuff in there. You know, and uh, like I said, it's all, um, you know, 3D characters doing combat moves. So uh, uh, all in sync to the music. So something that nobody's ever done before. And it took us a long time to get it right. But, uh, you know, we think it's it's pretty cool how it turned out. Yeah. So how does this work? It's on the Vita. Uh, is it a combination of touch controls and regular controls, one or the other, both? What What are we doing here? Yeah, it's one or the other. You can use, um, basically, the core of the game is the four directions, right? So you'll be either hitting a button, like let's say the um, the cross button is for down, the circle button is for right, the triangle for up, and uh, the square for left. And you can also use the directional buttons, um, and you can use both or one or the other, um, and you can also use the touch screen. And um, you, would just, you would just touch in the, the four, basically four regions of the screen um, that represent left, right, up, and down. And you can, use, um, you can use any combination, but I find using either buttons or using either touch works the best. Nice. Okay. Uh, I'm just reading over the, the fact sheet because we literally just got this like two minutes ago. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> I mean, one thing that really kind of is pretty evident to me is the fact that this is really kind of a rhythm game, but you're doing kind of a different interface for it. And also, uh, it looks like you've got a pretty stellar lineup for the soundtrack already, and I'm sure this isn't everything. I guess kind of go into that a little bit, like how it works in with the music that's on there and also with your own music, apparently. Yeah, so, um, you know, we got we have 18 songs that come with the game. You know, this being a, a, a lower budget downloadable title, that you know, the price is going to be low, so we didn't go too heavy on the music licensing. But we got, you know, we got some really cool bands in there like Cell Dweller, Blue Stolly, Pendulum, a bunch of different genres. So, um, we got, you know, electronic, we got hip hop, rock. And then we have a feature that uh, lets you put your own music in the game. And you basically just put in like the, the, uh, the beats per minute for the song and the, the starting point for that, for the BPM. Um, like, you know, 0.5 seconds, the BPM starts. And you can set some sliders like difficulty, how much the, the beat is emphasized, and then it'll just generate the whole thing for you. Um, we also include a tool that lets you calculate the, uh, the BPM and the BPM start time by um, just tapping along with the beat. I'm still playing this this with Frank Sinatra. Oh, I can't wait to put, <laughs> I can't wait to put some John Denver in there. <laughs> Rocky Mountain High. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is this is Vita only. This isn't for PS3 or, or any other platform. This is right now for Vita only. Right, right. We're, we're launching on Vita. Okay. Um and then you'd also talk, I mean, I, I know that Mel, you and I talked a little bit about this last year at E3, and it was more, I, I think it was in the works, but it was more like conceptual and everything else. And, and I know we just kind of talked about a little bit before about uh, you guys had kind of posted something a few months ago about maybe even naming the game and trying to get some ideas. And, and I think you said that someone in the community actually did end up naming this game. Yeah, we, we had a great response from that. Um, I think we had over a thousand submissions um, and each person that submitted had multiple. So the pool of names is just huge. And uh, somewhere in the middle there, uh, Kickbeat was um, thrown out as an idea. And uh, 
from a, a, a fan and she's going to have her likeness in the game as a, as a villain. And we're going to be talking more about her contribution uh, to the game a little later on, but yeah, pretty cool that we, uh, we actually got a name from, from a fan. Very That's cool. awesome. <laughs> and she's a cool, she's a really cool girl. We've gotten to interact with her a bit, you know, had to get some pictures and had to get some stuff. So uh, we're excited. She's in the game. Very nice. Uh, are you guys going to be? It, it, this is kind of shooting for 2012, or have you even gotten to that point yet? Oh yeah, this will definitely come out this year. Okay. And uh, you know, based on response, there's all sorts of things we can do afterward with supporting with DLC and um, you know other platforms. Maybe come to PS3 proper. Um, Sony's gonna. They're excited about the game, so they're getting behind us in a big way to really help. Uh, promote the title in conjunction with Vita, so um, it's going to be really cool. Very cool. How long have you guys been working on this, actually? Hmm. Yeah, it's about three years. Wow. Um, we we came wow. up with the idea about six years ago, um, and uh, yeah, then you know we just didn't have the the bandwidth to work on it. But um, yeah, we spent a lot of time just because doing animations and like syncing it to music and allowing for user response as well um, and just making the animations feel like instantaneously responsive that was a really tricky problem to solve and so we had to we did a couple rounds on the animation system to make sure that that worked okay uh, and then there's just music licensing is just the biggest uh, the biggest headache so <laughs> the music licensing by itself took over a year you should have gone up with all like standards that you don't have to pay licenses for. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, Happy New Year's. Give me like, and I don't care. <laughs> Zine. Well, the the whole thing with the music is, uh, you know, we were watching um, these these uh, old uh, Hong Kong kung fu movies, and uh, you know, these guys are when they do their combat, it's always like you know, position one, position two, position three, and they do it kind of on the beat. So it's it's a v- very rhythmic sort of combat uh, choreography. And you're like, well, you know, why can't we have this in the game instead of, you know, little button icons or arrows or whatever coming at you? You have actual guys and you, you hit them <laughs> uh, instead, of, instead of just like, you know, hitting the arrows or, um, you know, hitting the little bars in, in Rock Band and stuff. But to go with that, we needed music that was, um, you know, that inspired violence or that was, you know, just fun to hit people too. So of course, hip hop was one of the things we thought of first. Um, but well, the problem we ran into there was there was just so few like good hip hop songs that were you know good for punching people that were clean enough to use. <laughs> um, you know, once, like uh, <laughs> like the the, the nonsense or the censored versions, they just take out so much of the song that it's like. Uh, you know, it, the song's been decimated, so it's not even uh, not even usable anymore. We'll see. You should put uh, microphone support in, and it's like a karaoke game at that point. Like, insert your own words. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, there's a. We wanted to keep the T the teen rating. Uh, we didn't want to do an M rating. So uh, yeah. Well, so we we can't, we 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 you we still have hip hop in the game, but it's you know. It's not like a hip hop heavy game like we first imagined it, um, and that actually turned out well because we got um, you know a bunch of drum and bass stuff and that uh, that works well with it as well. <laughs> well, I love the fact that you can 
bring your own tracks in yeah. uh, from your from your music library because that opens the game up to all kinds of fun and it just it will never get old that way and I did just watch the trailer while we were talking you bastard and it looks freaking awesome <laughs> it really looks like a lot of fun <laughs> See, see, I host the Skype call, so I can't do that, so it doesn't get all messed up. But no, no, Josh just runs up his own. No, I got bandwidth to spare, buddy. Well, so do I. But Skype is so so fragile that you never know. You know, yeah. I, I, just to let you know, you, you were talking about inciting some violence in the songs. If you guys want to use the Torgo Time song, you're more than willing. Uh, we, we can definitely get that over to you. It's on YouTube. You never know. Kids we could do up. a nice little mashup with that or something. There you go. Hey, put some beats to it. I, I really yeah. want to see how the sh- how the game will play with our show playing in the background. Talk oh, about geez. inciting violence. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty funny. The uh, yeah, the music analyzer is uh, an interesting because you know, like Audio Surf. If you ever played that game, that was my favorite part of the game was getting to getting to use your own music and not having to do a whole bunch of work to get it in either. Right, yeah, uh-huh. definitely. It was a really easy one to use. But yeah, since you know we weren't, gonna, we're not competing with games like you know Rock Band and Guitar Hero in terms of uh, you know uh, our our track listing, just because we're on you know we're at a different price point, so we can't have eighty songs in the game. So um, you know the music analyzer was from the the beginning one of the core features of the game. Well, don't worry, you probably still have more music than uh, like Guitar Hero has, so I wouldn't worry too much. <laughs> so. In the trailer, actually, the everything focuses on that stage. Is that really the the only level there, or do you get different sort of areas to to do your fighting in? Well, the fighting always takes place in like a a, a stationary sort of area. So there's there's several different levels. Like we have, okay. Um, okay. like uh, there's like a lawnmower man virtual level, and there's a disco Ooh, and a wrestling nice. ring and stuff. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure we'll show off more of those before the game is out. But uh, yeah, we've got a few, and we've also got like three boss fights that uh, that switch things up a little bit. And uh, we've got this whole story with these. Uh, you probably saw that in the the trailer as well, like those hand drawn cutscenes. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, so, this, so we got um, we've got a bunch of those. They're all fully voiced. So um, we put a lot of effort into the story because you know if we're going to have characters instead of icons we want to you know really bring those characters to life so uh there's there's a whole story thing to go through as well that's cool well i know you guys i know you guys both have kind of a hard time here that we got to stop so i'll tell you what we'll use this as the little taste uh for the announcement and everything else and i'll be seeing both of you at e3 in about two weeks roughly uh from like tomorrow so oh my uh, god that's crazy i know it's coming up so fast this year it's ridiculous so uh i'll tell you what we'll talk about that more at e3 we'll we'll sit down and we'll talk about it there and uh, i'll throw that in the show for that week and uh hopefully i'll have some impressions then as well so we can all talk about it but uh like i said great timing uh for this to happen with you coming on the playstation blog the same day that we're the show is going up and hopefully uh this will round some information out for people yeah thanks for having us on Oh, thanks yeah, for the awesome, last man. minute coming on. Yeah, this is awesome. So, and then we can talk about Zim Pinball, Zim Pinball Two when I'm there because I am uh, completely and totally in love with that. So, I can't wait to see more of that. Excellent. All right, thanks guys. so much. Yeah, thanks thanks for very me. much for joining thanks. us, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. See you later. See ya. Riding on a dusty highway 
Pizza boy's coming home Tired of spending his weekends on his own Hip jar is cold and empty Just like a poor boy's soul Looking for something gentle that he can hold He's looking for some doggo time Call your pretty mama Cause you'll know just what you mean When you say doggo time Oh, doggo time His weary eyes keep searching For that holiday in Trying to fight the feeling That it's a sin Okay, so uh, thanks to those guys for taking the time. I mean, literally, they had like 15 minutes. They were they were both out the door and uh, took the time to talk to us. So thanks very much to those guys. And, and we will be talking more at E3 about this and about Zen Pinball 2, hopefully getting a, a release date at E3 for Zen Pinball 2. That's what it does sound like. Is we're going to have a release date, and it sounds like it's going to be very soon. So uh, thanks to those guys. And uh, I did actually get a chance to watch the trailer now. This game looks really neat. Uh, it's... Obviously, the trailer will be up on our website along with the PlayStation blog. It will be on our website. We'll be releasing this information on our site at the same time it goes up in the PlayStation blog. And first off, really smooth graphics. Uh, you know, this is a Vita title. looks great. Really nice color and everything. But I kind of see how, what they're talking about now with the rhythm thing and the fighting mechanic where, you know, they got that circle of people around them and you're just trying to hit the certain buttons at the right time to kick the guys or to hit them, you know. Pretty neat. And Josh is muted. No, I'm just <laughs> pondering. <laughs> no, I, I, I do. I like the way it looks. I think it's going to be a fun rhythm game. I think it's going to be like in in the same vein as that Michael Jackson experience on the Vita, but I think it'll be better because <laughs> it'll be a good game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because, first of all, you can put your own music in, which is badass, and it just looks more fun. It looks more fluid and more exciting than just a little Michael Jackson avatar standing in the middle of the screen dancing, you know? Yeah. So, it looks like a lot of fun. And uh, the way they're talking, it's not going to be a very expensive game, which is really nice, so... Well, the other thing about it, and you brought it up in the interview, is the fact that you can actually use your own music. I mean, that just adds to the longevity of the game. And it's it's kind of cool, because those kind of games where it'll actually integrate with the music that you already have, there's a lot of experimentation there to see what will work and what I what it won't. I mean, I joked around about using Frank Sinatra, but I'm actually serious about that. I want to see how this game reacts to something like a Frank Sinatra or a podcast or, you know, whatever. Oh, yeah. It's always fun to check that out. Well, I used to do that with the game, the game Beats, for the PSP. Yeah, the minis game? Do you remember that one? Yeah. Yeah, no. It no, was a minis, it wasn't a minis game, wasn't it? It was... No, it wasn't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was yeah, yeah, you're right. Before you're right, you're minis right. existed. 
It yeah. was like one of the first downloadable titles for the PSP. Yeah. And it was from uh, London, Sony London. And that was entirely your own music. It didn't have any music in the game at all. You had to actually use whatever music you had on the memory stick yeah. uh, to to really drive the game. And that was always fun to throw in all different kinds of music and see how that would fit in there. But this is a much more advanced, <laughs> much more advanced use of the technology and a bigger step forward than that was originally. Definitely. So I'm yeah, it looks really neat to, to play this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you haven't seen it yet, go over to our w- website at psnation.org and check out the, the story. We'll have all the information up there. And uh, like I said, we've already got an, an, uh, an appointment with the Zen guys at uh, E3, and we'll definitely be checking this game out as well as Zen Pinball 2, and hopefully maybe even they might have something else there. Who knows? So we'll get some information for that as well. Very cool. And and again, thanks to those guys for like really last minute getting on here and talking to us about it. That was uh, very, very cool, those guys. So, All right. Uh, what we're playing, I guess I'll start since I have the first review. And I don't know a lot on here. Some stuff I can't talk about, so... I obviously played Max Payne 3, also Resistance Burning Skies. I've, I've been I probably got about three, eh, about three or four hours into that already. Played a ton of Starhawk, had a great time. Uh, played with a lot of our uh, our community. They actually put a server up, I want to say Sunday, I think it was, and we had a full server the whole time. Uh, it was It's still a little tough because the server browser is messed up, and, and uh, like I said, you need to put like an A at the beginning of it or a Z at the beginning of it so you can sort, uh, but... Yeah, we had a full server going. We had a really good time. Had some great matches. That game just continues to rock. I don't care what the Warhawk veteran pilots, those little pissy little bitches all say. <laughs> it's not the same as Warhawk. I hate it. I'm just saying that just in case the Marquis listens to this because I've been giving him shit for, for days, son. But no, I, I, I love the game. And, and uh, they're making some tweaks right now. Apparently they just tweaked the homing missile out for the, for the next release, and Dylan's saying that a lot of people are going to like how they've tweaked that. But, yeah, just having an absolute blast with it. It's such a fun game. Uh, the online just... its I mean, literally, you can you can dominate one map, and you go to the next map, and it, it depends on like how your team plays that map. It's so much more random with build and battle, like what your strategy is and how you're going to handle it. Uh, just very, very cool. So, man, I'm loving that game. Um, also played some more Zen Pinball 2, really enjoying those new Marvel tables. Also going back and playing some of the older tables. Uh, went back and played some more Spider-Man and, and just kind of learning the physics on that table. And also more Epic Quest, because I kind of always go back to Epic Quest. So, playing some more of that stuff, really enjoying it. Not getting as much time with it as I want because of the E3 prep. Uh, the entire weekend I was on call, and when I wasn't doing something for that, essentially I was either playing Starhawk or I was getting ready for, uh, for E3. So, doing a lot of camera tests and all kinds of stuff. Also, after we recorded last week, this game came out last week, uh, and it was free for PlayStation Plus people from our friends at Atlas, uh, Rock of Ages, which is different than I actually expected it to be. So, did you play it yet, Josh? I have not, no. Okay, so essentially what this game is, is it's kind of like Monkey Ball, where you're rolling this ball down this thing, and you have to get through obstacles and everything, and you have to try to bash down this castle door. Okay, but it's not like Monkey Ball in the fact that it's kind of set up like a fighting game, essentially. 
So you're always playing against an opponent, either AI or you can play online with a friend, but apparently the online's busted right now. I'm not sure if it's fixed yet or not. So what you're doing is <clears throat> you, you kind of go in sections. So at first, you get to set up obstacles on your opponent's track. So you can set up stuff like little castles that slow them down. You can put like cows out there that move in the, in the different directions and they screw things up. You can put a little, a little catapult. So you put the catapult at the side of the track and kind of aim it to the other side. And it shoots at you and it actually nudges you over toward the edge of the map. Stuff like that. Uh, huh. And if you get hit too many times, your ball actually, like a layer of it breaks away. So when you hit the castle door, you don't hit it with as much impact. But you can also up, upgrade the ball and it has like a steel, like two bands of steel spikes around it and, and that kind of thing. So you, you're, when you're doing stuff, when you're bashing things, you're actually earning like money or points that you can use toward upgrading your ball, getting new things to put out on the track, that kind of thing. So, but it's kind of cool because it's kind of set up like at first you're playing, it's like Sisyphus is pushing the ball up the, the hill, you know, and getting knocked down all the time. And he finally figures something out and he lets it go and it goes through the, this castle door and opens up a portal. And that's what you're doing. You're, I think you're actually playing a Sisyphus. I'm not sure. And for those that used to watch, um, oh, what was that Michael J. Fox show? Uh, the one that Charlie Sheen took over on. God damn it. I, I'm thinking news radio. That's Sheen not took it. Over. Remember Charlie Sheen took over after Michael J. Fox left? He was the uh, lieutenant oh, mayor or whatever. The... Son of a bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, there was this one point where yeah, I never watched. They it, kept though. getting the they kept getting the gay black guy to say Sisyphus, and all of a sudden it was a uh, it was the guy from Ferris Bueller. Oh, I'm so bad with names tonight. Anyway, but he's like, you just like hear me say that. Right? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> but um, so I think you're playing as Sisyphus, and you end up playing all these other gods in that lore. So all of a sudden it's like Sisyphus versus so and so, and it's like a fighting game. They show the screen, and it's like versus. Whoa. But you're controlling this ball. It's really easy to control. It's a really neat game, and, and it's not easy. I mean, you really have to be strategic about where you're going to put stuff, where you're going to you know, try to slow them down, because eventually they are going to hit the door no matter what. So it's not like you start at the same time rolling the ball each time, and it takes about like four or five rolls to actually break through the door, depending on what happens. But the whole goal is to get through his castle door before your opponent gets through yours. And it's a really neat little mashup, and actually... For the PlayStation 3, they added an obstacle course level as well. It's an exclusive uh, mode that they put in this compared to the 360 version. Um, but neat game. Like, really good visuals. Really fun gameplay. Really original, though. Like, it's original and, it, and it's good original. It's not just original to be original. Neat game. And I'm, I'm definitely going to play it more. Uh, like I said, if you have PlayStation Plus, uh, you got it for free. But I'll tell you what. We have a code for it just in case you don't have Plus for some stupid reason. So uh, here's your chance to, to grab a copy of uh, Rock of Ages. Uh, N, as in Nancy, N43G, 4K, N as in Nancy, C, D, M as in Mary, F as in Frank, C. So N43G, 4K, N, C, D, M, F, C. So good luck on that. Very fun game. They actually call it, a t- instead of Tower Defense, they call it Tower Offense. So uh, fun game. Really fun game. Uh, and then, last but not least, th- obviously we said this isn't a game, but I still played it for two hours. I didn't even realize I was doing it, but Pixel Junk 4AM. Man, was I having a good time with that. 
the guys over PSN stores are doing a lot. You know, they're actually uh, broadcasting over Twitch, and actually, uh, the Pixel Junk people themselves have set up a Twitch TV uh, system where if somebody's playing the game online, it automatically broadcasts over Twitch. So they just kind of keep, it's almost like a mashup. So if somebody stops playing, it just goes on to another channel. And you can go over there and check it out at any time. So really neat how they're doing it. But uh, yeah, I had a few people watching when I was playing. Work called right in the middle of it, so I was kind of pissy, but I got back on and played some more. Man, once you figure that stuff out, you can have a lot of fun putting stuff together. And, you know, I'm not much of a musician, but I was, I was doing some pretty cool stuff that I would actually personally listen to. So pretty neat. And there's a lot of stuff <laughs> built into that, too. Yeah. You know, like Frank Sinatra. No, I'm just But, yeah, uh, very, very, very cool. And uh, I still highly recommend that for anybody that has PlayStation Move. If you don't have Move, it's, it's, I personally think that that's kind of one of those reasons to have a PlayStation Move controller. And you don't need the nav. You don't need anything else. You just need that Move controller. Uh, but very cool, and, and you can tell they put a lot of work into it. So, really enjoying it. And then uh, one thing I watched, and this wasn't planned. I was over at Netflix, and I've got that new interface, number one, which is really good. Uh, the new interface is great. But I was looking through, and all of a sudden I see this thing like called Jesse Stone something or other with Tom motherfucking Selleck, who I have a total man crush on. I've always, I, Tom Selleck's awesome. The guy just, I, I'll watch pretty much anything Tom Selleck's in. So I was kind of looking through, and all of a sudden I see another one, and I see another one. I'm like, what the hell is this? So I kind of looked it up, and it's this series of books somebody wrote. And Tom Selleck produces these, and he's this character. It's this cop from L.A. that moves out to Massachusetts because he got caught drinking on the job because of a failed marriage and blah, blah, blah. And he goes out there and says it's kind of his last chance. And it's this really small town that he becomes the the uh, the chief of police in. And, and some great mystery stories, some really cool stuff, like mid-2000s. And at like 2007, I think the lo- was the last one on Netflix. I ended up watching all four on Friday night. Like, I just, oh, there's another one. Click. And I watched all four of them that they have on Netflix. Good stories. I mean, not a lot of action or anything like that, but it's, it's Tom Selleck. I mean, how can you not want to see it? It's Tom freaking Selleck. And that mustache. Come on. So he's like Jessica Fletcher? Is that what's going on here? <laughs> Pretty much. You know, in Massachusetts. He's got a mustache just like Angela Lansbury. <laughs> You know, be our guest. <laughs> so uh, check them out. I mean, they're, they're, they have the first four basically, and I, I I think they were probably made for TV movies. Nobody swears on them or anything, but they're good. It, it's it's pretty cool, and they actually there's a couple of things that you're gonna go, holy shit! I can't believe that just happened. So they they really kind of mess with the, the characters in the story a little bit, and there's some unexpected things, but I like it. I liked them, so I I'd never heard about them before, and I, I really enjoyed them, so I recommend them. And that's it for me. Well, very nice. Yeah. I, on the other hand, spent all day Saturday playing sorcery. (laughs) I know this because I kept seeing it under your name. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah. So, I played through that. uh, And I started a second playthrough. And then, of course, I was playing some Shinobito 2. Some more of that. Shinobito 2. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that game, but uh, I can do a review of that probably next week if I'm. If you're here. around, yeah, if, you're not, <laughs> if you're not knee deep in poopy diapers. Yeah, uh, and uh, the only other thing I really played was uh, Jack and Daxter: The Precursor Legacy. Ah, very yeah, good game. That's part of the 
Part of the Jack and Daxter HD collection. Yeah. Which I don't even have uh, yet, be- unfortunately. I've, I thought we had a review copy of it. I don't think we do. No? no? I thought I saw it at E3. A re- what? Yeah. MGC, you mean? I thought I... S- or MGC, yeah. <laughs> of Jack and <laughs> <That> Daxter? <too. laughs> yes. Did I buy it? See, we usually don't get those for review. I don't. I don't know hmm. if you bought it or we got the review copy, but I swear I saw it there. Well, boy, people are really interested in this. I, I know I had the Sly Cooper collection because I bought that because I sent the review one off to you or Joel. Eco Shadow Classes I bought because we never got one. Well, I don't know. I have to look. I have to look in the vault. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. At this you point. might have to. I still can't find uh, I, Yakuza I, Dead course. Souls. I put it somewhere, and I don't know where the fuck I put it. Oh, jeez. No idea where I put I'm it. Playing it. I'm playing this in 3D. Of course. Uh, because they're in 3D. Uh, it's funny, though, because you could see, I mean, this is, it's Naughty Dog, and they're just coming off of Crash Bandicoot, and man, it's Crash Bandicoot with a different coat of paint. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a lot better, though, too. Yeah, but because Crash Bandicoot was that on, streaming technology, you know, and it was very, very succinct and to the point. Like the camera was static and everything else. At least Jack and Daxter. Yeah, yeah. But well, go back and play it because I mean your moves are almost exactly the same as Crash, where mm-hmm. you've got you know the the spin move, the sort of dash move forward. You've got the the double jump, of course, which every platformer has, but it feels very, it feels like they just stepped right forward and said, okay, we, we know this stuff works. Now let's set it to this and we've got a new story and let's build this. And that's cool. I mean, you get to see the evolution of the whole series though, through that, through that collection, which is kind of neat to see. Uh, it's fun to go back, you know, to the original and, and see where Naughty Dog was at the time and and what they were building. Uh, and, you know, that that news came out with the, the more recent Last of Us news that came out. They said uh, Naughty Dog was actually looking at doing Jack 4. Uh, uh, I think that's probably Last still... Of Us. I think that's probably still in the works somewhere. It probably is, yeah. I mean, what they need is like a Sanzaru type company to come along so that they could. I think that's yeah. probably a possibility right now. Actually, who did the? Let me see. It was Mass Media. Right. Did the collection. So maybe Mass Media is their Sanzaru. Well, mm. what's Mass Media working on? <laughs> yeah uh, but yeah it's fun I mean it's you know old time platformers very fun yeah definitely so uh, I actually I, like I that, that series more than Ratchet and Clank honestly yeah I know uh, I like Ratchet and Clank more I think yeah. uh, but yeah but I yeah, love Sly they're both good oh I love Sly <laughs> see Sly has always been kind of lower on my list just because I don't like sneaking games I don't like sneaking any yeah, any do. type of sneaking whatsoever, <laughs> I'm like, eh, I just want to shoot him. That's where the difference lies with me. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun, though. So, yeah, I mean, that's really all I played. Uh, 
And at some point in the last two weeks, I don't know why, I just thought of this again today because I saw it was on again, like Cinemax. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about to go to sleep one night, and I'm flipping through the channels, like, "Eh, maybe something's on here. I could just watch for a couple minutes. And that movie, Your Highness, was on. Oh. Natalie Portman and What's-His-Face. For some reason, I just kept watching it, and it's god-awful. Really? (sighs) Damn it. I actually wanted to see it's that because there's James horrible. Franco and that's uh, the guy from uh, Eastbound and Down, uh, Danny. Yeah. Shit. I'm so bad with names tonight. Maybe work was well, worse than I thought. That's partly why I watched it because I didn't realize James Franco was in it. And I was like, oh, well, this could be interesting, you know, and it's probably funny. And it's just not. It's just huh. really not. It, it It's bad. And the amazing thing is, like, a lot of the effects look like big, Big budget movie special effects. You know, it sure. has some that you could see they threw a lot of money at this thing. And wow, it's just not good. It's not good. <laughs> or maybe I just don't get the humor. I don't know. I, uh, uh, but I watched the whole thing. I, I came into it maybe five, ten minutes after the start of it. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just watch it for a while. And I mean, the actors kept popping up that made me keep watching it that's why i stuck with it for a while but sure wow danny mcbride that's what i'm thinking of Mm. and yeah um, Hmm. yeah. (laughs) because actually that was one movie where i was like i'll watch it when it comes on you know whatever like if it comes on a netflix or whatever else i'll watch it and i just yeah so damn it that sucks yeah I mean, I you might want to give it a try, but it just you'll you'll know after the first like twenty minutes whether it's worth continuing or not. Mm, so. That's a shame. Yeah, so that's that. Hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Well, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll have reviews for Max Payne three, uh, for Sorcery, a couple emails, and E uh, three update, and uh, hopefully Josh will still be here instead of being at the hospital waiting for his baby. Hail baby. Hell, baby. And uh, it's time for some review action. That's right, folks. So the first one, uh, I'm going to be writing this review hopefully this weekend. Like I said, I've got a lot of E3 prep going on. I did start the review. I just haven't finished it yet because my writing, you know, it takes a long time uh, when I'm just using one finger like an old man. So uh, Max Payne 3. Number one, thanks to Rockstar for sending it. We actually never expect anything from Rockstar, so it's really cool that this showed up. 
I'm an old school Max Payne fan, and actually Josh was supposed to review this first, and we got that in Sorcery in the same day. I'm like, all right, you got to choose. <laughs> so <laughs> we both worked through yeah, these that pretty was hard. Just wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> Bad for Josh because he's not going to be playing any video games pretty soon. Hell, baby. So uh, the problem is that Max Payne one and two came out so long ago. I barely remember the stories. But basically, the first game, you're a cop, and your family gets killed, and you just kind of go down to the depths of hell, essentially, in your soul, and you start drinking a lot, and instead of health, you actually use painkillers to improve your health. So you don't pick up little crosses or anything else. You actually use painkillers, which I I thought was just always funny. Also, this is essentially the game that, that, even before The Matrix, really invented bullet time. And uh, it was really fun on the PC, but the first one... Because you could actually hack the game and you could have like unlimited bullet time. So then you're just all over the place. It, it, it got to be pretty in, in, insane, especially if you're drinking a lot of whiskey. So it's been a long time. You really don't need to have played the first two to get this one. Uh, they do some flashback stuff uh, before the game starts. And also, even in the game, they do a couple flashbacks, which is really, really cool. Uh, it doesn't go real far back into his history. It kind of goes into how you got involved in this whole story. So... First off, this is uh, using the new Rage engine from Rockstar. This is their own home-built engine. If GTA V is going to be in this engine, that game is going to be awesome. Uh, this engine is gorgeous on the console. I haven't even seen the PC version yet, but absolutely gorgeous. Like Textures are really, really crisp. You can actually see the pores on his head even when you're playing the game. It's not just in cutscenes. Uh, really colorful like Hawaiian shirt that he wears, which I think is just hilarious. It's like got parrot, parrots on it. Yeah, It's hilarious that he's wearing that <laughs> half the time. So, essentially, the game takes place in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil, uh, for most of it. <clears throat> and it, it starts off pretty quickly, where you're just in the shit. You're essentially, uh, Max Payne, he's always just drunk, like when he's not working, whatever else, and he's got a lot of demons to work out. Uh, but he's acting as a bodyguard to a really rich family in Brazil. And uh, they get attacked, like, right away in the game, and, and, I mean, the shit just starts right away. So, this is a third-person shooter. And when I say shooter, I mean old school, just run and gun with bullet time, really stylish and everything else. There are a few things to pick up here and there, basically parts of, of golden guns that you can use in the multiplayer. But it's it's pretty straightforward. There isn't a lot of exploration. There's a little bit because you want to look for painkillers and things like that. But pretty much straightforward game. <clears throat> but along the way, it, it does it so well. So it's not this really thinly veiled game. It's, it's run and gun, shoot them up with... A really good story with great gameplay, with great audio, and with style just oozing out of every crack. It, it, it's stunning to see. Uh, some people are asking kind of between this and Uncharted, and I really I can't compare them, honestly. I mean, they're both third-person and everything else, but they're very different games. Uh, there is a cover system in this. It's pretty pretty straightforward as well. I mean, you cover and you come out of cover to shoot, that kind of thing. Uh, what really makes this game different, though, is the bullet time. Uh, you can activate it at any time by either just pressing down an R3, and that just activates it, or you can hit R2 if you're running, and you'll basically go into the slow-motion dive. And there was even one point in the game where I don't want to give it away, but it, it, where it is in the story, but there's this one time where you hit R2 and you, you're jumping sideways, and I swear he goes 40 feet in the air. <laughs> That's straight across. <laughs> but it's such a badass scene. I might scene. know what part that is. <laughs> well, no, but it's just, it's such a badass scene. And it's not like you're on an airplane or anything. He just jumps that far. It's hilarious. But 
it's it's a really cool like if you were ever into action movies in the 80s 90s this is like really really cool i mean there's some stuff in here that reminds you of a diehard movie there's stuff in here that reminds you of a lot of other like even some schwarzenegger flicks that kind of thing uh there, there's fights that take place in like train stations on subways and airports in soccer stadiums i mean all over the freaking place uh, you're going to see a, a, a huge variety of guns, a lot of different pistols, a lot of different uh, submachine guns, a lot of machine guns, even sniper rifles. Everything controls great. I mean, I was really, really concerned about this, obviously, because I played the first two games with the keyboard and mouse. I finished both games on the PC and the keyboard and mouse multiple times. Uh, I will say, you know, it actually it has a lock-on system, you know, the auto-aim stuff, but you can actually adjust it. You can turn off auto-aim. You can have it where it's just kind of there real soft. Or you can have really, really hard auto-aim auto aim where it's just going to lock on, essentially. So it's it's really nice that they were able to do that. I played this game on normal. It took me about, I think, nine hours to get through the story, roughly. Yeah, I didn't have a stopwatch running, which I should, but <clears throat> uh, seriously, really love this game. It's over-the-top action. They just send in hordes of enemies. I mean, just waves of guys. And they're not really pushovers. There are some that are really pushovers, but other guys have body armor on, so you got to hit them in the head. Shoot him in the leg, that kind of thing, and it's all reactive. So if you shoot a guy in the leg, you'll actually see the bullet hole in the leg. If you like shoot him a bunch of times in the vest, you'll see them react. They might even fall down, but they'll get back up. So it, it's kind of cool how that happens. And also, like, let's say there's five guys that come at you in a wave. When you take up the fifth guy, it does this really stylish slow mo, like slow mo death, <laughs> and you can like shoot him in the face, and, and yeah. it actually will like open up this big face wound, you know, and you'll see it come out the back of his head. Well, when the camera's on the guy, you can continue to hit the fire button, and it'll just, like, riddle the guy with bullets. It's really cool. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, but it's really cool. Uh, this is, if it's not M-rated, I'd be really surprised. I'm trying to see here if it's teen or M-rated, but uh, it doesn't say on the thing. It's M. Is it M? It should be. I mean, it, it's... Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. dialogue is pretty dirty, and the game is just bloody as hell. But it, it is pretty neat. I mean, um you'll take a guy down and he'll start bleeding all over the floor. It'll, it'll continue to bleed or, you know, like some execution stuff you can do where it, there's no melee button, but if you get up close and you just keep hitting the fire button, if you get close enough, he'll actually start fighting with the guy and he'll, you know, you can put a bullet in a guy's head, like an execution style, that kind of stuff. But it's all kind of, uh, reactionary to where you are and how close you are in proximity, that kind of thing. It's, it's a little arcadey, and there's even an arcade mode that I'll talk about in a little bit, but really crazy action. And that's what's great about it. Like, you can blow stuff up. There's a boat level where you're on the back of a boat. You're firing out of a helicopter. You're firing out of a car. All kinds of stuff. So the variety is awesome. Uh, really keeps the tension up. Very, very emotional game, too. I mean, it really keeps you in the action. Uh, voice acting is insanely top-notch. The story is really good. I mean, it, it, there's some really good twists and turns. It never gets ridiculous, and, and it's a lot of fun. I, I, I played this game. I played through this game in two sittings. I would have sat through the entire thing, but I had I, I got called by work. I mean, literally, I I enjoyed the shit out of this game. So uh, yeah, so the single player really cool. And like I said, there's an arcade mode where it's just literally just nonstop, just action everywhere. It's really cool. I didn't play enough of it yet, but I'm definitely gonna go back and play the arcade mode. The multiplayer. Which I think is the... F I'm trying to think if they had multiplayer in Max Payne 2, and I think they did on PC. But I didn't play it very much. So the multiplayer is... I mean, it's kind of your standard fare. It's got the deathmatch, team deathmatch, uh, that kind of stuff. But they incorporate the bullet time in, which is really weird, because, I mean, it takes a lot to earn it. But when you do, like, the entire level slows down. 
and you get your bullet time. Uh, which is actually kind of neat. It adds to the style of the game, that kind of thing. Uh, you also have like this little shoot dodge thing, uh, adrenaline. So it, it's kind of like the the stuff you see in Call of Duty, uh, but they call it adrenaline, uh, where you can pull off these really cool moves. Uh, I, I took some notes, and they don't even make sense to me. But uh, you know, you can pick up health. You can actually loot people. So if you take people down, or even like your own teammates, if their if their bodies are laying there dead, you can actually go and loot them, and you get more ammo. You get painkillers, that kind of thing, more adrenaline. Overall, though, the, the multiplayer is fun. It's it's third person shooting. The maps look really good. I mean, the graphics still look really good. Like this Rage Engine is just awesome. It's it's really really colorful and a lot of detail and uh, really blows you away. And it it really carries over to the multiplayer. Uh, voice chat works pretty well in the multiplayer. I didn't have any problems with it. Uh, you know, there's a lot of variety there, but also like they even have uh, li- like playlists. For just for beginners, so it'll only let certain levels in, and when it hits a certain level, you have to go to the other playlist. So you kind of have to build up in the multiplayer, and it helps you learn. There's, it's a very complex system in the multiplayer that I haven't even really nailed down yet. Uh, how like how you earn XP in this, and how you use your adrenaline with this. Uh, you earn loadouts. You can do custom loadouts. All kinds of cool stuff. You can change your look. You can change your avatar. You can change your banner. Like a lot of the other games out there nowadays, but. Uh, it's a very capable multiplayer. I don't know if it's one I would play every day, like a Battlefield or a Starhawk, but it's it's a very capable multiplayer that's really well done. Uh, it, I mean, it played great. So I, I highly recommend the multiplayer, too. Uh, overall, this game is an A. It's seriously an A. It, it's just, te- from a technical standpoint alone, is amazing. And it's a lot of fun to play. I had a smile on my face almost the whole time. You know, it, it's... Really cool how they did the story with some flashbacks when he's back in New York City and how he kind of got recruited into what he's doing as the bodyguard. And uh, just and the way they mix everything up really kept the game fresh and really kept it alive. And there's some great comedy in it, too. I mean, there, there's some awesome lines that he has. And it, it's really, really well done. And I can't recommend it highly enough. It, it's excellent. So a definite A. And that's it. Cool. Yeah. I mean, really, the only problem I had is every now and then when you're running, you might get caught on something for a second or two. But that was the only problem I really ever had with it. Yeah. So check it out, seriously. I'll send it off to you, Josh. I know you want to play it. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, because what I saw um, back at, uh, what was that, Comic-Con, it looked that great back then, you know? Yeah. And they they showed us a couple levels, and... You know, they showed us some of the stuff in New York as well. Well, Hoboken is where he was, uh, which was really neat to see. Uh, yeah, because it's such a different look. Uh, oh, I mean, it's a lot from, darker. He's he yeah. still has his hair, but he doesn't have the beard, and and he yeah. goes through a lot of changes even throughout the game. But it's kind of neat because if you get shot, and even if you take the painkillers, you still have like a bloody hole in, in your jacket and that kind of thing. But they do a yeah. great job of evoking emotion from you when you're playing it and it's an action game but they still kind of get you involved emotionally in some of the stuff that happens and you want to do this you want to go after this guy you want to do this you know you've got mobsters after you in one scene or you have like all these other guys after you and the way that the story unfolds it's not just some dumb action game the story is actually pretty deep and there's some great twists and turns along the way and that keeps you even more interested in it but the set pieces are amazing i mean truly truly cool like the way they did the flavelas in Brazil, you're fighting through those. You're basically getting up to the top of the hill where this, uh, not like a mob boss, but, you know, like a, a gang leader or whatever has somebody hostage. 
and you're working up towards it, and every now and then you get a glimpse of where you're going, and but you get lost in all these flavellas, you know, taking all these twists and turns through it, and you get lost, and you're like, what the hell's going on? And, you know, you you bust through a door, like, and it's oh a gosh, strip club, Norton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's hulking up. Uh, no, but I mean, it's 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 really well done, and and uh, I never had a I never had one of those moments where I'm like, fuck this game or anything like that. It, it, there were some tough parts, and I'm not gonna lie, there are some very tough parts. But I saw some other people complaining about the checkpoint system, and I never had that problem. I played on normal, and it was a pretty tough game. I'm I'm actually kind of afraid to play it on really hard levels. But I'm, I'm thinking once again that some of these game writers aren't really gamers, and they don't really know what the hell they're doing. Because uh, I really don't understand how people would. No, I, I honestly don't under, understand how people would have problems with the checkpoints. Because I mean, you die in this game. You're gonna die no matter what. There's just because you have to figure out some of the levels, like what you need to do. And because you can play this game most of the time, kind of on your own, like how you want to play it. Do a lot of ball time. Don't do it. Use the cover system. Just go in blazing. There's a couple of points where they want you to do something specific, and if you don't, you're just gonna die, or you're gonna you're gonna fail the mission, or whatever. But I never once had a problem with the checkpoints in this, ever. So I don't know if... I think they were saying late in the game that they they actually had the checkpoints set up to be tough. But I guess maybe I'm just good enough at Max Payne games because I played them in the past that I didn't have any problems. I, I don't know. I'm not saying I'm awesome at the game or anything, but uh, I really never had a problem with it myself. So kudos to Rockstar, seriously. This game is way better than I expected it, especially on a console. I was I was mega impressed. That's cool. And the yeah. the fun thing is, if you really want to play the first two, they're both available as PS2 classics on the store now to download. Those really scare me, though, because I'm a PC guy. I still have the PC <laughs> reference, but yeah, it scares me a little bit. So anyway, oh, Sorcery. Let's talk about Sorcery, because, you know, I talked about it a little bit last week, and you've actually gotten all the way through the game, which uh, I really, you're going to have to send it to me now, so we'll have to swap games. Yeah, I have to. Well, I'm. I'm. All right. Yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah but I'm right. in the middle of another playthrough. <laughs> you fucker. Well, I got um, E3. I'm not going to worry about any games for like three weeks except for Resistance. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is a game that obviously it requires the move controller. You have to have it. That's the only way to play this game, and right. it's going to require also either the DualShock Three or the Nav controller. And like I said earlier. I strongly suggest using the nav controller, unless you're Glenn. Uh, <laughs> Either one works fine, though. I mean, I really, I've yeah. never found a game where you have to have a nav. Like a Dual Shock has always worked fine for me. It, but it's a preference it works thing. Fine. Too. It's a but preference. But this is this is a long game. It true with minimal exploring. It took me eight hours to get through this game. Oh wow! Really? Okay. Yeah, uh, and I expected it to be shorter. Huh? Did you get tennis elbow? <laughs> no. I actually I expected it to be shorter because I remember when I talked to them at one of those Sony events, they said that uh I guess they said there was a speed run. One of the QA guys did a speed run and got through it in about six hours. Yeah, I remember you talking about so, that. Yeah, so for whatever reason, I just had six hours in my head, and I thought it was going to be shorter than it was, but it was eight, eight and a half hours that it took me, and wow. I wasn't really wandering through the game. There's not a whole lot of wandering that you can do, but still, no. I was I was trying pretty much straightforward to get through the game. So, all right, the whole point about this, this is the game that was uh, shown like two years ago at E3, uh, 
and yeah, it, it has obviously ago. changed. Yeah, it, it's changed a lot in that time. Uh, they've really given it a very uh, Celtic flavor uh, the, from the music and, and just the styling and the look of it. it. It's all very organic, which is really nice. And they talk about it actually in one of the trailers that's in the written review on at psnation.org uh, where this world that you're in, it's, it's a world that wasn't necessarily built. It was grown in a way. Right. So it looks very unique. It, it, the game really does. It has a very unique look and it's really, really cool uh, to see. Uh, but you're a sorcerer's apprentice. And of course you know best and you're awesome. Yeah. And <laughs> You're you're gonna you're gonna do whatever you want. And You've no seen what all the Harry says. Potter movies, and you know that you know how to cast spell like forget <laughs> a kiss, and yeah, exactly. So uh, the sorcerer goes off to do something, and you're left there with this cat, Airline, uh, who talks to you, and she just kind of hangs out, and she's giving you crap all the time because you're an idiot. Mm-hmm. And you break into the sorcerer's uh, one of his rooms, and and you find a wand, and you take the wand, and boom, off goes your adventure. Uh, you screw something up, and she tells you, "Hey, why don't you go over here to the land of the dead, and uh, you can get what you need." And you're like, "Sure, sure. let's do that." And she's like, "Seriously, this is gonna be fun." And you find out that uh, you've actually got some some abilities there. Indeed. Now, yeah, the cool thing with this is you're moving, your wand is really the move controller. And what you'll find is it does give you just a little bit of an aim assist, um, but not a whole lot. Like, you can can really miss. Well, it depends on your difficulty setting, too, I think, because I was playing around with that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it does. And and that's one of the other things. I, I. I might as well get that out of the way now. I After I posted my review, because uh, I put it up on M4G, and I'm looking at all the other reviews that are up there, and I'm seeing these scores oh, that are all over, over the, the map. Place. Yeah. And I'm trying... So I went right to the lower ones. I'm like, what? Where? Wh- what did I miss? <laughs> Why did these people hate this game? <laughs> or just think it was mediocre? Because you and, have something in your hand and you don't use Connect. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Exactly. Well, yeah. it, it seems that a lot of those, beside the fact that a lot of them gave away major spoilers and plot twists in the game, uh. which annoyed the crap out of me when I saw that, I I didn't. I shy away from doing anything like that because I know I don't want to read that. I don't uh, either. But a lot of reviewers did that. That's not um, a world that I want to live in, sir. <laughs> It seemed like a lot of reviewers had a bias against Move in the first place. And Game Informer's subtitle to their review was that it's a pretty decent game in spite of Move. <laughs> it, it's built for Wait, Move. Why, does Move work too well, unlike the Wii Mode and Connect? What, what's the deal? I don't get it. It just, you know, it's so frustrating. So... It seems that that was going on, and it seems another common theme was they all said that it was, the, like a lot of the ones that didn't care too much for it, said that it was too easy. So obviously they played on the casual or easier difficulties. They didn't play on the hard Jeez. difficulty. 
because if they did, they wouldn't be complaining about how easy this game is. <laughs> and, and actually, let's let's stop really quick because uh, you know I that's something that I kind of agree with. Uh, David Jaffe had said it a couple times that he a lot of times will play through a game on easy because he wants to see the story. I yeah. will do that from on my own every now and then, but I'll tell you if I play it on easy because I want to get through the story. There are games when I'm playing it on easy though that. And I'll be honest, that's how I started Resistance Burning Skies on the Vita. And I noticed on Easy that the AI was really stupid, so oh, I better not have said that. But So I went back and, and restarted on Normal, and actually on that game you can change the difficulty. But there are games like that where you can tell like the AI will just stand there and you're like, uh, are you guys going to do anything? And at that point, I'll up it because it's just too easy and I don't want that. You know, I want some challenge when I'm getting through the story. Uh, but I mean, that's something that we'll always tell you if, if, or at least we, we try to always tell you guys if we play it on easy, we'll tell you. That's what's trying yeah, to Yeah. If I'm, if I'll, I'm trying to blast through a game as quick as possible to get a review done because there's an embargo or something like that, there's a deadline. I'll usually play it on easy first, but the moment I finish it, I'll go back in on one of the harder difficulties and just try to see how different it is. Yeah. You know? And with Sorcery, I played, I forget, somewhere in the middle. And right after I finished, I started again on the hardest difficulty, on the nightmare difficulty, I think it's called. And there's a difference. There's definitely a difference <laughs> to the game. And it's it just becomes much more difficult. Uh, you, so... You know, the people complaining that the game is just too simplistic or too easy, they obviously played on the easiest difficulty levels, and that was that. So, I can just see some of these game uh, writers sitting in, sitting in front of their TV with the move controller in their hand going, uh, this is so stupid. Why isn't this Harry Potter? Ah, yeah. so dumb. Oh, I have to flick the control. Ah, oh, oh, I have to move. Ah, oh. <laughs> well, that was their this other complaint. So yeah. That that was the other complaint of the game was that you're going to spend all your time just flicking the controller around like you're jerking off. Well, you're well, they would fighting know. with a wand. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. sorry, you're fighting with a wand. What do you expect to be doing? <laughs> and you do a lot more than just flick it to shoot stuff. I mean, you're you're changing your spells. You're doing different spells. You're opening chests with the with the circular motion. You're doing even in the first couple of hours that I played, I was doing way more than just flicking that wand at things. Because you have to do yeah. the ground pound move, and I mean, there's a lot of stuff you have to do. Yeah. So the way the game builds up, it's got a really, really nice learning curve. Uh, what you'll do, you're constantly using that move controller to, like you just said, to open a chest. You'll sort of spin it in a circle, yeah. and that'll open up a chest. You'll move things out of the way. Um, they're basically levitating things and, and such. You'll have a dodge move, of course, which you're going to need in combat. You'll eventually get a shield that yep. you'll, you'll be able to use. Um, and the spells. You'll, you'll be picking up spells as you go. And you'll have fire, ice, wind, and lightning. And you start off with the just the regular old arcane bolts and that sort of earthquake ground pound type thing. Right. And the trick to the game, really, is to use combinations. Yeah. Uh, because what you can do is, say you... Every single, every single one of those spells, uh, the ones that you pick up, has sort of 
a secondary, like an alt fire to it. Uh, you can do the overhand, uh, which is, you know, just firing off whatever it is. Or you can do a sweeping motion across your body, and for fire, that'll lay down a firewall. Or ice, that'll ice all the ground in front of you. Uh, for the wind, it'll fire off like a tornado, essentially. Right. Um, and and for lightning, <laughs> lightning's awesome <laughs> because it will it will just create this huge lightning field right around you in this big circle. So anything coming into that circle is just going to get fried. Um, that's actually. I'll bring that up now. That is one of the sort of the downsides to this game. There were a couple of downsides to the game that, you know, that kind of made me just go, eh, not too happy. Um, they're <laughs> minor. Uh, one was that uh, your character would get hung up on uh, little parts of the environment every now and then, including yeah. your your companion cat who's walking with you. I'd get stuck there, and I just I couldn't move. I got stuck behind things at times and, and <laughs> had a hard time getting out. Um, there's invisible walls here and there, of course. Uh, there's sections of the game where you take a polymorph potion, and you turn into a rat, and things like that. And I thought, oh, this is awesome. Now I'm this rat. This is so cool. But it's pretty much on rails. You go from A to B and you don't really have a choice. You, it's just kind of uh, an extended cutscene that you sort of can control. Right. <laughs> but you're, you're on rails. You can only go in on a certain path, uh, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, the other thing, the lightning. You get it closer to the end of the game. But when you get it, it's really overpowered compared to a lot of the other things. And I found myself using that almost exclusively as I got near the end of the game. Uh, You will run up to a couple of bosses and and sort of bigger enemies that it won't affect them at all. And then you have to go back to combinations of spells to take them out. But once you get lightning, it'll pretty much take out any lesser enemy that's that's coming at you. So, hmm. and that's also why it comes to you so late. And and that's that's kind of a kind of a downside to the game that once you get it, it's it's almost smooth sailing at that point. You know, you're still going to get swarmed with enemies, and you're. You can only use it so much before your mana runs out and you have to wait for it to recharge. Uh, but it is kind of overpowered. Um, hmm. So, there's that. Yeah, but that's actually... Uh, not, I mean, I can see that as a bad thing, but it's actually kind of cool because you don't get that very often in games where you might get... I mean, you're you're a freaking sorcerer. You know, you're building yourself up, essentially. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that you get like this mad power, finally, and you can just kind of go off. Huh. Yeah, and and really they they temper that with the fact that you're using mana uh to actually fire off those those lightning bolts or set off that lightning storm and when it runs out you got nothing. You got to go back to the arcane bolts, you got to switch over to something else and wait for it to sort of recharge. Uh so oh, okay, yeah. It's it's not like you're completely invincible with it. Uh okay. you will run out of it pretty quick and then you have to let it recharge it it doesn't take forever to recharge you know it takes 10 15 seconds for it to all recharge but hmm. you know it's it's there it's it's a bit overpowered compared to the other stuff um 
the variety of enemies is really good. Uh, I think you know you'll you'll come across enemies and you're not entirely sure how to attack them. You'll you'll hit them with the arcane bolts. That's not working. You'll switch to the fire. That's not working. You have to figure out combinations on some of them because that's the only way to get some of them. Well, that even um, happened early on too. I mean, where they had the shields and you had to figure that out right away. Yeah. Yeah, where you have to take shields and things like that. Um, so one of the other things in the game is you're as you're exploring and you're opening these chests and things like that, you want to keep doing that because as you open the chest, you're going to find ingredients uh, and uh, sort of items in the world. And you'll run across an alchemist, this wandering dude with like a big giant wardrobe strapped to his back. <laughs> dresser strapped to his back. Come over yeah. here. <laughs> and uh, what you can do with him, you, you'll sell all those items that you have, except for those ingredients. You're going to hold on to those ingredients, and you'll get potion bottles, and you can buy them from him, or you'll pick them up along the way in, in the chests and things like that. And there's a, there's a light RPG element to it here with, with this alchemy system. Right. And... What you'll do is you'll you'll try to combine all these ingredients and you'll you'll combine them all to find different ways and and different sort of uh, boosts that you can get, uh, which include things like uh, uh, health boosts, um, mana, more mana, which is nice <laughs> for when you get the lightning and you just want to destroy everybody. Um, in, uh, invincibility for things like fire and and physical attacks and things like that. So it's a whole lot of just sort of power-ups uh, right. that you could do. Now, the, the other trick to it is you will not be able to level up everything on a single playthrough. So you really have to pick and choose when you're going through. Uh, you have to figure out what, what kind of play style you're going for and what you you know, what uh, weapons or what what spells you really like and power those up because okay. those are the ones you're going to use uh, more often. And the funny thing is, when I got to the end of the game, you know, he's there and I sold off everything I could and I powered everything up the way I wanted and I went into this final battle and I was completely wrong. Everything I had wasn't working. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, crap. And I ended up dying, and the nice thing was the checkpoint is right back out at the Alchemist again. And I was like, okay, let's try this again. And I changed up everything. Nice. <laughs> and it helped <laughs> because you're going to need that. Uh, you really need to be powered up to the right way to, to take on certain enemies, like I said, especially the, the final enemies there. They, they will not go down to to certain spells. Uh, you can't even touch them with certain spells. So hmm. uh, the story is really, really good. Uh, much better, much deeper than I thought it was going to be. And uh, there's a lot more going on. I, I really, you know, the way they vaguely talked about it over the past year or so, I thought I had an idea of what it was going to be or where it was going to go. I was wrong. It's it's not what I thought it was going to be, and it's much deeper than I thought it was going to be. It's a really, really neat story. And you get cut scenes with uh, sort of a motion comic-looking uh, yeah, yeah. thing, and yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah, it's it really, is. It's really, really nice. really nice to look at. 
the well the alchemy system before I forget um, when you this this is one of the other neat things with it you know you combine all your ingredients and when you actually make a potion you're put did you get to do that at all it's so cool yeah, yeah. You, you're in front of a bubbling cauldron yeah and you literally make the potion so you use the move controller and you tilt the bottle and you sprinkle in uh, whatever dust, you know, the fairy dust, and then you pour in the troll sweat <laughs> and then you grind up the, the berries and then you have to stir the potion and everything. Yeah. And you're doing all these motions with the move controller, which really kind of gets you into the game. And then when you, when you make the potion, of course, you have to shake the thing up and you have to tilt it back like you're drinking it. And yeah. the neat thing is the the orb on the move controller will change colors. Like it's it'll be a light color, and as you shake it up, it gets darker, darker, darker until it becomes a solid, you know, deep green or yeah. red or whatever it's going to be. And then you can drink it. It's really a neat use. It's, it's kind of neat that that mechanic that they showed it to us at, at E3 two years ago still stayed in it. And it, it sounds corny, yeah. but when you're playing the game, it's really neat. It, it's I mean, it, like you said, it, it brings you a little bit farther into the game, and it's pretty cool. Yeah, and that's the charm of this game is that you you really feel connected to the character, you really feel connected to the game, and it never feels like it's in the way, it never feels gimmicky, it never feels forced upon you. Everything yeah. feels very natural, even switching between spells. I mean, you need to figure it out, you know, the first couple times you need to look at that that little pop-up on the screen and see that, you know, to get to the fire spell, I need to make this motion, and to get to the lightning spell, I need to make this motion. But after you get that down, you just, you hit the move button, and you make that motion real quick, and you're on to the next spell, and you can just bounce between them so quickly, and you're not even, you're just so into the world, and so into the combat, that... Well, it makes sense, too, though, because... To yeah. do the, you have this this one uh, thing that you get early on, like this ground pound, where you'll like strike the ground and you'll see this rift kind of open up in front of you or whatever you're doing, and it kind of splits the ground open and mounds up. And to to get that spell, you hold on the move button and you push down. Well, that makes perfect yeah. sense because it's a ground uh, power. So and and to switch back, you just double click the mount move button and you're back to your arcane bolt. So the, the just tap so it one intuitive. more time. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, it's just a single one. But it's so intuitive in that way that that's why everything seemed to work so well. I mean, it just seemed like it was so well thought out this time. Whereas other motion games, it just oh, you do this and you kind of swirl it over here. Everything I was doing in that game for the first two hours that I played, just it felt so natural, and it, it I never forgot what to do. You know what I mean? It 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 never became irregular and it never became something that i had to like oh shit what do i do it, it it just always oh yeah i just do this and then hit this and do this it made perfect sense the entire yeah. time i was playing it yeah it's really easy to switch between the spells and it's very intuitive and that's the really nice thing about this game it's so i mean they've been working on it for several years obviously but they've really taken the time and they've really nailed a control system that is it's not in the way of the game, really. It's yeah. it all fits right in there, and it's very intuitive, and it's just it becomes secondhand. It just becomes natural, and it just becomes obvious. 
and you completely forget that you've got those controllers in your hand and you're just there and you're fighting and you're, you know, curving bolts around <laughs> around obstacles because the enemies are hiding behind a wall yeah. and things like that. You can do all kinds of cool stuff in this game. Yeah, and, and you're just a badass natural. sorcerer. Fuck yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's funny when you think really about it, like neat. if they got the Harry Potter license and, oh, oh. My God. I mean, but that's yeah. the thing. You that Like you said, that move controller, it that's your wand, and it it plays like you're using a wand. It's not like you're just kind of, oh, just do this move. I mean, if you, you can actually curve the arcane bolt around corners and shit, and it's just like you're throwing a curveball in baseball. You just kind of fling it around, and it's not automatic. Yeah. You have to aim a little bit, but it's so cool. Like, the guy will be hiding behind a rock, and you just go fling, and you're still hitting him. It's, it's so cool. Yeah. It's got light puzzle elements throughout the game. Uh, it's got some exploration. Uh, there's all the chests, you know, to find and to open up, and you're going to need those. And you'll miss a lot of things. There, there were times where I'd hit a point, and I'd know I could go either this way or this way. And I'm like, oh, which way should I go first? I don't know what I should do. I, I guess I'll go over here first, and then I'll come back. And when I go the one way the whole wall collapses behind me and I'm stuck and I'm like, Oh, I totally missed <laughs> yep. out on that. Oh no. Yep. <laughs> you know, so uh, it encourages multiple playthroughs just with the, the alchemy system. Uh, because if you want to try out different things, you're really going to need to play through it a second time, at least uh, to try out different spells and different upgrades and things like that. So, it's it's just a really well put together game. The the graphics are really beautiful, really yeah, that, unique. Uh, it's a game that makes the everything. Unreal Engine look good on the PS3. Yeah, it really does. That's yeah. the thing. When I saw it was the Unreal Engine, I'm like, eh, that's what I said to like. Oh doesn't no, doesn't look like the Unreal Engine. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Uh, the the voice acting is awesome. It's super it really cool. is. They, yeah. The banter back and forth between uh, Finn and Airline and even the the other major characters in the game, they're really just really, really well done with the voice acting. The yeah, it's, Air, it Airline is a sarcastic just, bitch cat too. <laughs> well, yeah, early on. Uh, oh, okay. She, as you grow in power, she starts to respect you a little bit more, and things oh, okay. change in your relationship. But uh, oh, whoa, whoa! But yeah, this isn't Sonic again, is it? With with the princess? Hey, she's a sweet <laughs> pussy. <Aww. laughs> pussy cat. She's a sweet pussy cat. Uh, but yeah, it's. All around, it's an excellent game. Very, I'm very happy with it. I I am so excited uh, sitting down to play it, and I, you know, I'm on a second playthrough and I'm enjoying it still. Yeah. Um, every time that I thought, you know, this this could get really, this could get repetitive, uh, just with enemies and things like that. They change right. it up, and ooh, here's a whole different set of enemies and and a whole different uh, sort of setting that you're in, and you know you have to approach things differently with the spells you're using and how you're attacking them and how you're defending and things like that. Uh, so it's really, really well thought out over the last couple of years of development. And mm. I'm very happy with it. Uh, so I gave it an A. Um, you know, I 
it's an eight plus hour game and it's everything you would want from the move controller. Uh, it, they really thought out how to use it. And I hope that other developers take a look at this and start to get ideas on how you can do things and make it feel more natural and more integrated with the game than sort of forced or or just the simplistic things that we see, like the carnival-type games that you see all over the Wii and for a, a number of the move titles that have come out, you know? Yeah. And there's oh, so yeah. much more you can do with this controller. This game in Pixel and Junk 4AM, it's PlayStation Move 2.0, patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> yeah. And they're... they're you get these flashes of brilliance, which is nice, <laughs> with games like like this and Pixel Junk 4AM. And it would be nice if more developers would see that and really take the time to work with it and do something unique and fun with it. Uh, yeah. Because the technology is there, and you really can do a lot with it if you take the time and you really think about how it's going to be part of the game uh, right from the start. So... <laughs> very, very happy. Very happy with it. There was, so, there was even a point early on it, in the game where you had to do move, and they didn't show me how to do it yet, and I just figured it out. I think I think it was like the yeah. curve move, and I'm like, oh, just flap, 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 and all of a sudden they're like, oh, no, you do this. I'm like, oh, I already figured that out. That's how intuitive the game is, and that's actually what <laughs> that's what flicked the light switch in my head when I'm like, oh, crap, I already figured this out, and they didn't have to show me. That's odd, you know, yeah. and that's rare in a game. Yeah, and that's the fun of it. Uh, it it really is so intuitive, uh, you know. So I mean, review scores are all over the place. If you're not into move, I don't know that this Something is going to change your mind. Yeah, yeah. Um, this could be a good one for but, kids though, too, like a younger kid or even to play with your kid, especially the alchemy yeah, stuff. Yeah, I, I saw that right away. Yeah, you put it on the casual mode or the the apprentice mode, I think it is, for for the kids. And you can help them through the game, and it's fun. Uh, Put it on the harder mode for yourself and really get into battle and and just go nuts with it because it's it's a fun game. It's really fun. So uh, all those reviewers that gave it mediocre scores, uh, yeah. Stick to your Call of Duties. Serious. Yeah, uh, I saw some of those, and I, I mean, even from the first two hours that I played, I was totally into it. I was bummed that I sent it to you. Seriously, I'm like, ah. <laughs> and then I played Max Payne three. So, <clears throat> all right, uh, and and you can head over to the psnation.org. Uh, J- Josh's full written reviews up there as well. Again, spoiler free. We always strive to do that on psnation.org uh, to stay as much as much spoiler free as possible. And uh, you can check that out over there as well. So let's get on to yeah, the emails. I, oh, sorry. I barely, I barely say anything about the story in that. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to either. Because really, yeah, it really, you can't, I can't tell you much without giving stuff away. And it's a really good story. I can tell you that. It's worth the playthrough just for the story alone. So it's, yeah. I agree. Go get it. Just go get it. It's forty bucks too. It's not even a full price game, and I, eight eight hours of gameplay out of it is not a bad deal. You don't have to worry about online passes or anything because it doesn't have online. But it, like I said, I think it's. I saw immediately that if you have a kid that's like even six or seven, something like that, you put that on casual mode or whatever you said, uh, or apprentice mode. I can easily see that being a game that they would play. 
because quite literally, if they're a Harry Potter fan, especially, it's really mm, close to yeah. that kind of thing. And and you know, it's something that you can experience with your kid. If it gets too hard for him, you can show him how to get through it or whatever. And it's, I I agree. I I think just the style and and how intuitive the, the controls are just blew me away. All right, enough of that. Let's get to the emails. Yeah. So, uh, email number one, and, and this guy actually used the contact us button on psnation.org. So we know now yeah. that it actually works. All right. So this is from uh, Derek, but he also calls himself Beaver six six two two, not Bieber. Beaver. Because if it was Bieber, we would have deleted it. Hey, hey, guys! I just wanted to ask you a question. All right. <laughs> so he uh, says, hey, nation of the PlayStation, I was wondering if you think there might be a PlayStation Plus program for the Vita. I know a lot of existing games like minis and PS1 games can be played on the Vita with regular PS Plus, but I just thought since the Plus program, for me anyways, is worth the money that the Vita would get a program too. Or is it too soon? Thanks. Hail baby. Hail baby. Two. That's from Derek. I would think that they're going to do something eventually. I think they're probably waiting for a little more saturation, but they need to get that stupid online storage working first, you know, for our 150 cloud storage, 150 meg. Mm. They need to get that shiz working. That's got to be upped. <laughs> I agree. They really have to up that big time. Yeah. Uh, I think they actually mentioned something about this on the blog at one point, maybe in the comments somewhere, because people were asking that immediately when the yeah, beta came out. And I I believe they are looking at it. Uh, and uh, that might be something they announced at E3. That would be the type mm. of thing that would be held off for an E3 announcement if they're going to. But the thing is, when you I think about think. it, he, and he mentions it right here in the email, I mean... Your PlayStation Plus is already going to help you because uh, today, actually, the update came out and a bunch of minis work now on on the Vita. Yeah. Like, uh, and actually some PSP games as well. So Pixel Junk Monsters Deluxe is now officially working on the Vita. There's a bunch Huzzah. of stuff that's working. Yeah, it's like 80 titles started working today or something to that effect. Don't, don't quote me on that number, but... Uh, apparently the next drop in a couple weeks is going to add a bunch more games as well, or at least that's the plan. So uh, they talked about it on the, on the blogcast as well, and you know they were saying that they know it's a problem and there's a process that has to be gone through and et cetera, et cetera, but uh, there is a lot of stuff that started working today and it's going to continue to go on that way. Well, the thing is, if you get... I mean, I have a lot of minis that I've gotten for free through PlayStation Plus alone. If those start working on my Vita, then I'm getting that benefit of, of Plus on my Vita already. And the same way with some other games that I've gotten that'll work on that system eventually. So, I mean, you are seeing the benefit. I don't know if I would ever, if I would expect to see like a different Plus program. I would almost say that I would expect them to extend PlayStation Plus to kind of cover some more Vita-specific stuff, I guess. But I don't know if we'll see anything that's like that I until would, there's more saturation. Yeah, that's what I would be looking for, is discounts on plus games and things like that. Here and there. Or plus games, on Vita games, here and there. You right, know? or like, you know, exclusive uh, demos like you get on PS3 or something like that. Yeah, yeah, things like that. That'd be neat to see. But yeah, I, I think it's way too early in the in the 
console's life cycle. If they announce it, I think it would be at E3, but uh, they may actually hold off on it for at least another six months or so uh, just to get more Vitas in more people's hands and get right. more games out there and available for the system. Yeah, I agree. But who knows? We might see something at E3. I don't know. That I've never heard anything about. Yeah. I really want to see them up the storage to at least 500 megs or a gig. I mean... Yeah, I mean, there's some games that really eat a lot of storage, too, and and you just can't put them up yeah. there. I mean, there's some that are over 100 meg. Yeah, 100, 150 megs is not good. Mine's getting <laughs> it's, close, too. It's yeah. not nearly enough. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I just don't use it at all anymore, because... I don't uh, know. It's... I do Uncertain Tales. Like, I have Starhawk on it now. Max Payne I didn't put up there. But Starhawk is on there, and, and some of the stuff that is multiplayer that I want to, you know, be able to play upstairs and downstairs, that kind of thing. But, like, the single-player-only stuff, or the single-player heavy, I normally don't put on cloud storage. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd certainly do that for Tiger Woods 13, but, of course, it's <laughs> freaking locked again, so what's Are the point? Are you fucking kidding me? What, yeah, well, what is that's the, what they do with it. get that at all. Like, why would you yeah. lock... That's, that's tied to your account. Why would they lock it? Fucking EA. God. They take two steps forward that's and they great. always take one step back. Every goddamn year. You can upload it. That's fine. But then you have to wait 24 hours to download it again. That, yeah. That that's makes sense. Too. <sighs> I don't get it. Yeah. Well, all right. Next email is from Alfonso Boxil. And... This is a tough one. I don't even yeah. know how to answer this. <laughs> is there a type of IP that you want to see on the next-gen console that wasn't on this gen? Uh, I can't even think of one. <laughs> I mean, I sent this off, and I thought, I don't know of one. Maybe Glenn knows one. I'm really trying to think. Uh, besides, like, the... Like the lifestyle Playboy Mansion type game that was on the <laughs> PS2 that never made it to the PS3. I, I, uh, how about a game like were, Descent Free there Space? Were no... Space combat. Okay. But actual space combat, you know, like the Wing Commander, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, that kind of thing. I just gave away my idea because I actually wanted to run with that. But I would like to see some kind of a, a true <laughs> space combat. I mean, Starhawk gives you that a little bit, that kind of thing. But I'm talking about true, true a hint of it. Yeah, yeah, space combat, like dealing with inertia in no gravity situations, that kind of thing, with a little bit of realism there that you would expect. And I mean, when X-wing versus Tie Fighter, especially was on MSN, uh, when you had to mm. be on MSN to play it, I was, uh, I was on that every second of the day. I was always yeah. playing that. And I mean, I'm a huge fan of the Tie Fighter and X-wing games. You know, Descent Free Space 1 and 2 were just fantastic. So, uh, space combat like that, I, I would really like to see. You know, actually, I'd kind of like to see uh, sort of an update to Destruction Derby, the original PS1 game. Yeah, that'd be neat. Uh, even just as a simple PSN download, I'd love to see just a... Just a smash 'em up car game like that, because uh, mm. I can't think of one that's that's been like that. I mean, Twisted Metal isn't like that. That's car combat. This right. is just regular old cars, and it's just it's destruction derby. You get the Malachi Crunch going, and it's awesome. <laughs> you know, Pinky Tuscadero's out there on the hood, and then she falls off, and you know, 
<laughs> but that would be awesome. It would be really fun to have a game like that, I think, with the new physics engine and and the new graphics and everything that we have. Yeah, it'd be uh, pretty cool. On these new systems. Or even, uh, well, there was a Turok game. Ugh. But some sort of Come on. dinosaur hunting game that could be done better. Dino Crisis. I don't well, know. Well, what couldn't be done better than the Turok series? <laughs> Seriously. Those games yeah. suck. Uh, it's tough, um, though, because, I mean, yeah. really, a lot of games have... And and I've been surprised by a lot of games that have come out, like games that we never would have imagined before, like Flow and Flower <laughs> and and even now Pixel Junk 4AM. And, yeah. uh, I mean, there's crazy concepts. But, you know, publishers are taking way more risks than they ever have because they can do smaller games that they can just put for download on the PSN. And we're seeing so much more now than we ever have in the history of consoles, really. Oh, yeah, definitely. In terms of types of games and and just risks being taping, taken and, and new IPs. You know, everybody complains, oh, it's, it's too many sequels, too many sequels. But think of all the games that have sequels right now on the consoles. Um, they're all brand new for this generation like uncharted and infamous and little big planet and uh what else there's more Keep going. <laughs> I can't think of them. you know what i want to see i want to see a clone on the playstation uh platform i want to see a clone of the original star fox just balls nasty on rails 3d shoot 'em up no arenas no fucking getting out of the out of the ship no <laughs> RPG elements, just flat out shooting shit. That's what I want to see. How about a rhythm game that's like Parappa? Huh. Or maybe a new Parappa. Yeah. And we haven't really seen one like that this generation that I can think of, have we? Not that I can think of, no. Because Parappa was fun. Well, but you could also get through the game in, what, 45 minutes? Or something like that? Well, but it was fun. <laughs> See, but that's the nice mm. thing about the PSN, is that, like you were saying, it, it opens things up for, for games like that, more experimental, like, non-mainstream, that, but they don't cost a lot of money to make, and, and you lessen your, your publishing costs because it's digital. And I mean, look at Dyad. Dyad looks just insanely original. <sighs> Yeah, it's being made essentially yeah. by one guy, and and that would never happen back in the past unless they were doing something for like the Amiga five hundred, you know, out of the garage or you know something like that. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's it's a weird, very different nowadays. Weird question, though. Weird question, sir. Stop trying to <laughs> fool us, old guys. So E uh, three, obviously, I'm leaving in a week and a half for E three. Uh, just man, did this really shoot up on me. So I spent a lot of the weekend actually working on uh, kind of how I'm going to shoot the video and, and do the audio interviews and everything else, doing a lot of tests, uh, actually editing some some test footage with the audio tracks and everything. And, and people that are on Facebook and Twitter have seen like this monstrosity that I've done with my camera, uh, which actually it's worse now. I have a battery grip on the bottom of it, so I have two batteries running and everything. And this thing is just crazy. So I, I'm because I'm the only one there essentially for, for us, and Chris from PSN Stores is going to be there a lot. 
and he's offered to help a little bit. So I, I really appreciate that. And, and like I said, Brian's going to be there, uh, who's going to be writing for the site anyway, but he's going to help me with some of these, uh, some of the coverage as well. So we're going to spread the work out a little bit and I, I appreciate the help guys. I really do. And, and I thank Chris and Brian for, for the offer. And, um, you know, Chris obviously helped me out when I went to PAX. I actually stayed at his house for the week and everything. So, uh, but we have some pretty cool plans and, and like I said, we've learned in the past. I mean, Josh and I have even talked about a few of the things like trying to post anything from the show is just futile. I mean, IGN and GameSpot and those guys get away with it because they actually have bandwidth pulled into... They actually buy space at E3, and they have bandwidth pulled in. Well, obviously, I can't do that. So there's a media room that we can go to in each of the halls, and they have wireless in there. Yeah, that's just usually saturated so bad that you can't get on it. Your cell phone won't work at E3 because there's so many nerds within that little small area that the cell towers are just flooded. So my great friend, uh, Mike, who's been a friend of mine for years in Kansas City... Uh, is actually sending me a 4G hotspot like he did the last couple of years. And uh, we're going to have that set up in the hotel room so at least we can have connectivity in the hotel room because every hotel at E3, you can't get connectivity either. Like even the expensive hotels, you just can't get connectivity because everybody there is free E3 and they're all eating the bandwidth. <clears throat> so the plan right now, and I, I got to talk to Brian about what he's planning on doing as well because he's actually kind of from the area and everything. But... um probably won't be posting video or even audio during the week we're going to try to get some stories posted each night and uh you know get some stuff up there our writers are actually going to be kind of all hands on deck at least those who are are ready to do things they're going to have direct access to all of our pr and uh actually our twitter and everything else so all the writers have access to the twitter account keep your eyes there because you know i've asked them basically if you post something put it on twitter so everybody knows We'll get as many stories as we can up there. Uh, Josh is actually going to be working on getting the E3 page up like we have the last couple of years. You can just click on that E3 page, bookmark it, whatever you want to do, and all of our E3 coverage will be right there. So you're probably going to see a flood of stuff after E3. I get back like Friday night, and I'll be basically taking those podcasts that we record, and we'll, I'll be putting that out Saturday. Who knows? It might actually be a two-parter even. So we'll see how things go during the week. You know, like I said... I. I've got this audio recorder now, so we can pretty much just record an interview right there and then, which is going to be great. And we've got the video capabilities as well, so we're going to be able to do full 1080p video, great audio, the whole nine. And, and I've kept it all in a kind of a compact package that I can carry with me. So the rig that I have is insane, but it's going to work great. And yeah, it's really exciting stuff. I'm, I'm very excited for it, and it's been a lot of work and a lot of money, but it's it's worth it to me. So yeah. Uh, we got some great appointments set up. Uh, we're going to be Bethesda, Square Enix, uh, Konami, uh, Sony, obviously. Uh, some smaller PSN titles that we're going to be seeing. Uh, you know, I've got the the appointment with Zen Studios. I've got, oh, God, SOE again this year. Uh, boy, there's some other stuff that I'm waiting on, like uh, I believe Sega we're trying to get involved with and a couple other ones as well. So I know everybody's like, oh, go to this booth and check this out. I, I, I understand that you're excited for a certain game, and I'm I'm writing those down. Uh, I'll get to as much as I can, and I'm not going to promise anything because, as Josh can attest, if you have too many appointments, which I don't yet, and I've been making a, a very strict point to not do a lot of appointments this year, and it's working finally, but it's a crazy week, and you get pulled in all these different areas. A lot of last-minute stuff comes up, and you just that's why I never want to promise we'll cover this, we'll cover that, because I just can't promise that. But I will be meeting with Square Enix. I don't know what they're going to have. I know the new there's a Kingdom's Heart Kingdom Hearts game on the list 
I don't know if that's the PlayStation one or not. I have no idea. So <laughs> don't freak out. Uh, but we'll, we'll cover as much as we can. And that's why it's, it's so for the great. Wii. Well, it's like kingdom hearts 3d or something, but it's not 3d graphics. It's three words that start with D. So I don't know, but uh, that's what's great about Brian coming along because he's going to be able to actually recover some other stuff as well and uh, report back to you guys. So hoping to get as many videos as possible, hoping to get a lot of stuff as possible. And like I said, we're going to be launching, relaunching back into PlayStation home after E3. So uh, keep your eyes open there as well. Uh, We'll be working on that with with glass walls and and those folks. A lot of cool stuff coming up. So I don't even have all my appointments set up yet. It's really weird this year. Like they've been coming in later than normal and, there's some weird stuff going on at E3 this year. Uh, the weirdest, this is my fourth one, and it, this is definitely the weirdest so far. Uh, just with all the small sites getting shut out, too. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Like, uh, the Game Crashers guys aren't going to be there. I think Dave is actually going, but uh, Rob's not going to be there, and Kota uh, Wari's not going to be there, so Roy's not going to be there. Um, yeah, it's going to be weird. So, I'm kind of sad about it, because there's some people that we really know well, and we're not going to see them this year, and I'm I'm very sad about that. Because that's half the fun in E3, seeing everybody. So, and also, um, yeah. the plans right now for June 2nd. Uh, June 2nd, like I said, we're getting in on Saturday. <clears throat> so, uh, we're talking about doing dinner at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Woodland Hills. So, if you go over to our forums on psnation.org, I've got a thread in the E3 section. Uh, we're going to go to dinner there. If you can't make dinner, that's fine. It's an expensive place. I get it. Uh, we just kind of wanted to be loungy, though. So, a few of us are going to go to dinner. <clears throat> please let me know. Either email me at glenn at psnation.org or post in that thread if you're going to go to dinner. So Because I need to call ahead like on Thursday and get a reservation make sure that we're covered. Uh, we're talking maybe around 7 o'clock for dinner. After that, we're going to be in the Woodland Hills area. And by the way, I got, I got to Woodland Hills because nobody wanted to choose between that and Pasadena, so I flipped a coin. It was Woodland Hills. So we're going to go to Woodland Hills. If anybody knows of a great place to go out and drink and hang out with a bunch of people, please let me know any way possible so that we can announce that next week on the show and everybody knows where to go. But, uh, you know, like I said, if you're around the area, come out and hang out with us. It's going to be a good time. Nice and loungy. We get to hang out. I really enjoy meeting the people that listen to the show and are part of our community. And I don't get that chance in California that often. So I, I'm, I am, I am begging if you, if you're a listener and you're around the area and you have the time, come out. So I would love to meet you. And it's great to get everybody together, too. It's always a great time. We've never had a bad time when we've done this. And uh, don't let this be the first, you assholes. No, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> uh, but that's the plan right now is Ruth's Chris in Woodland Hills on Saturday, June 2nd, around 7 o'clock-ish. And then after that, go to another place and hang out. Uh, we're trying to get some other people uh, involved. Like, I think Glasswalls, uh, Cade from the PlayStation Home team is going to try to be there on the second. I don't know if he's going to be there yet or not. I've let some other people know as well, and, and we're just going to try to get a group together and hang out and have a good time. Uh, so hopefully everybody can make it. I really, like I said, I'm begging. Come out and hang out. I would love to meet everybody. The folks that came to the E3 live show last year, again, we're sorry. But uh, if you're still a listener, come out. Hang out. Seriously, it, it should be a great time. Uh, other than that, you know, we d- we'll just cover it as well as we can for you guys. We really want to do this. For- it's not just fun games. We're there working, and, and we want to cover this stuff for y'all. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we do a good enough job that people are happy and, and that's all that really matters. So sucks that Josh isn't going. I'm going to, I'm going to actually probably shed a little tear that Josh isn't there with me. You've been my E3 buddy for the last three years, man. Or no, two years. 
two years. Yeah, you were there sucks. twice. I, I really do want to go, but hell, baby. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually getting... I'm getting kind of nervous about that because it's it's really real. It's like going to yeah. happen any day, and I'm like, yeah. you know what? There's going to be a there's going to be a baby here. This is getting a little scary. <laughs> What's with the baby? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the dingo ate your baby. <laughs> the baby on the table. That's good luck. Oh man! And also, uh, you know, talking about the forums. <laughs> thanks to everybody that's been coming over to the forums and getting involved. It's been insane over there. We're the the activity's been great. Uh, obviously, you know jo- Josh is staying on this whole thing. Get off of Facebook and get over to the forums. But... Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're over 250 members now, and uh, it just keeps climbing every day. We have almost 1,000 posts already. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Some video popped up on my website, and I started hearing it. I'm like, what the shit is this? So anyway... Uh... <laughs> Uh, we're doing it live. So, no, I, thanks to everybody for, for the support. And, uh, you know, we brought on a couple more writers, actually. We've got Nick and Emra that, start, that started with us. They're reading over all the documents right now. We're really trying to hammer the website. And I think by the time E3 rolls around, we're going to be able to hammer a lot of stuff, a lot of information out there for you guys. And, uh, you know, this is why we do it. Number one, it's great having all these writers because it, it lessens the workload on everyone. And we've got some talent here, guys. We, I can't believe the level of talent that, that stepped up when we called out for people to maybe come over and help us out on the site. I mean, we've got some really awesome stuff. So you're going to see some reviews getting popped up here. Eventually. Uh, we've sent out review copies to the news, new guys already. Uh, we got dragon's dogma going on. We got, uh, Mew Mew over at Riot Cordori. We've got, what are the other ones I sent out? Uh, we've got the Disgaea <laughs> four on the Vita that Eric's working on. Uh, he's got prototype two that he's working on. I mean, we got some really cool stuff coming up and seriously, like, See, people said they liked my Starhawk review. Shit, that writing is fifth grade level compared to the stuff we're, we're going to get from these guys. So, really, really excited. I'm, I'm just beaming. I'm so happy. Because I hate writing. <laughs> but I still will. <laughs> if Josh would get people set up. I enjoy it. Anyway. No, I, I enjoy writing. I Actually, I was not happy with the sorcery review. Yeah. I... When I wrote it, like I can read it back now and I can look at it and say, yeah, it's, it's all right. But when I wrote it, it just felt all disjointed because I was, I was writing some of the visual stuff. Then I was writing some of the gameplay stuff. Then I was in the conclusion. I was all over the place when I was writing it. And I just, it just didn't feel right. But, uh, I did the walking dead written review and I just went top to bottom and I wrote the whole thing in like 20 minutes. I just, Wow. And that felt great. I was like, that, that's a good one. I was like, that I'm happy with. <laughs> yeah, Reddit is very <laughs> so well done. So it's really weird. Yeah. I go back and forth on, on the different things. But I do enjoy actually writing. When I get the time, I, I enjoy writing these things up and, and getting them on the site. Because it's fun to, to see that up there and get feedback and things like yeah. that. And have people rip on you for giving another game an A and saying, nine thumbs up, what is <laughs> <laughs> Did you see that comment? No. On which one? On which game? It was on, uh, let me go, it was on uh, the Dead Nation review. Oh, my God. And, yeah, it That's was on the funny. Dead Nation review, and, of course, it was, or uh, Dead Nation, I'm sorry, Walking Dead. I was going to say, Dead Nation? Dead Who Nation? the fuck is going back to Dead Nation? 
I'm all screwed up there. Okay, it's dead something. It's zombies. It's whatever. It's walkers. Well, you're going to have to get a lot more specific than that, because I think every third game that comes out still has zombies in it. Oh, oh it's Call of Duty. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Uh, they said, oh, no, it wasn't even that one. I'm sorry. It oh. wasn't that one. It was the Sorcery Review. Oh, okay. It was actually on the Sorcery Review, and it was a Simpsons comment. <laughs> that I picked up on immediately and I Simpsons right back at them. <laughs> Everything's a rave. Nine Which thumbs up. Fun. What the hell is that? <laughs> no comeuppance. No comeuppance. Nice. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it's fun actually getting that feedback and and that's why I'm really loving the forums. I jump on there every chance that I get and I'll I'll look at things I'm um making changes to the forums as people are asking for them. People mm-hmm. are saying, you know, we don't have this, we don't have that. Can you add that? And I look into gimme, it. Gimme, and gimme. if I can find it. Well, if I can find the plugin real quick to do what they're asking for, I do it and I get it on there as quick as I can. Sure. Uh, because I look at it and I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really good idea. There must be something. Boom. There you go. Done. <laughs> so if I can find it, I try to get it on there. So, it, you know, it's evolving as we go. Uh, and it's neat to see the conversations that are kind of taken off there and, yeah. you know, all the different game discussions and, and things like that. So there's like a, definitely a big spoiler, spoilerific uh, uh, Avengers discussion going on. Yeah. Which is, yeah. is really deep. Which like is, the comic nerds are really hitting it hard, <laughs> which is great. Cause, yeah. I'm not the one that's going to be talking yeah, about it's that. Fun. It's fun. It's it's fun to fun to jump over there and and see some of the stuff. Uh, so I, I like did you see that that poop and flames actually came over to the the you know we we bust his balls and then oh, he decides well maybe I'll register on the forums and you know he doesn't do well, it on his it, own accord it, he has it, he has to he has to wait until we bust his balls on the show last week. No, he has to be threatened with being kicked off a friends list, and then all of a sudden <laughs> oh well hey well, what are you talking about no, I I, oh I, I forgot to register thing. oh I didn't hit submit. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it takes. I understand. Yeah. I know how to motivate that guy. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, you are that friend to have, yeah. Josh. You're 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 the best friend. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I'm all kinds of fun to have on a friends list. Yeah. Josh, you want to play online? <laughs> Even no. online. Josh, you want to play online? No. <laughs> Josh, you want to play this online? No. You want to talk online? No. I'd like to. I just don't have time. I'm I'm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh huh. I really would. You know, I I want I'm dying to play Starhawk, but like I said, I want to play the single player first and I don't know when I'm going to get to the single player for sorcery that game. a second time now that you got the review up and play fucking Starhawk. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. No, I still have to I have to do Ninja Gaiden and I have to yeah. See? I have other reviews that need to be done, dude. Yeah, I know. Or Mr. Torgo cracks the whip and Oh, fuck off. <laughs> By the way, send me all your games. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, send you those away. thirty or forty games I got from Guzex in the past couple of weeks. Jesus, you're not allowed to touch those, Mister. The, <laughs> the mailman thought I was insane. He's like, "What the hell is going on here?" He's delivering like six packages a day. He's <laughs> like, "What is all this?" Oh, that was even that was so funny. Like uh, FedEx held onto a package for me. I think it was. I think it was uh, 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 Game of Thrones because they made it where you had to sign for it, you know? 
So I said, I'll just pick it up after work the next day. So I go and pick it up. And the lady goes, oh, I noticed you had another game or another package. So I just kept that too. Is that okay? I'm like, yeah, that's great. I go, then I don't have to be at home to pick it up and everything. So I, I sign for those two. I go home and then the FedEx guy shows up at my house really late. And here he's got another package and he's shaking his head. I'm like, I was just at the depot. And he goes, yeah, we didn't see this one. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the day that like, uh, what was it? Like uh, Game of Thrones. I think it was Prototype 2. And um, I don't remember what the other one was, but like three things showed up in one day. And it was just funny because the guy's just shaking his head. I go, geez, get it together. But nice. Yeah. So what the hell were we talking about? Anyway, uh, so get over to the forum. Seriously, it's, it's pretty awesome over there. I've been on there a lot and it, it works great. Uh, some people were talking about Tapa Talk and we've mentioned it before, but we actually have that mobile theme on our website and it works on the forums and it works really well because on my smartphone it looks beautiful on there because tapa talk what it does is it strips all the graphics away and it loads really fast but even on the crappy 3g where where i live and everything it works really well when you have that mobile theme so if you have a good smartphone uh instead of using tapa talk just go to the the forums page scroll all the way to the bottom and you'll see a little on off thing that says mobile theme turn it on and it works extremely well like better than I expected it to work. So good job, Josh. Thank you. Josh is the technical guy up the website, by the way. Yes, I'm an IT guy too, but I don't deal with that kind of crap. So the stuff you see in the website, all the format changes, all the all the forms and everything, that's Josh. And I, I'm so glad that you have, <laughs> that you've done everything you've done, sir. And it's it's great. I love it. <laughs> well, wait for it all to go to hell in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> yep, we're fucked. <laughs> Uh, so you're going to do the E3 stuff tonight, right? And have it all done so that when you enter the hospital, we're not left in the lurch, right? Right? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I do need to get the E3 page up in the next day or two because, uh, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. So I'll, I'll have that done. Don't worry about it. <laughs> nah, it's it's great. And, and again, thanks for, for taking care of all that. So uh, let's get the hell out of here. Next week, we don't know if we're going to have Josh here or not. If not, we'll probably have our good buddy Ray on the show. Um, he's done this before, and we've told him he's on deck. Uh, I know that if Ray can't do it, our new writer, Eric, actually podcasts at, at his college or something, so he might be able to do it as well. Uh, but also next week, we might have Chris Cuspis from PSN Stores on the show. Uh, even if Josh is around, I think we're going to have Chris on just to kind of talk pre-E3 stuff. So. Should be a fun time no matter what happens. Uh, I have a feeling Josh isn't going to be here, though. I just have the sneaking suspicion that you're not going to be here. You're going to abandon oh, me for that No, baby. I have to be there because I have to uh, rip on Chris for not beating my Luminous score yet. <laughs> if you're gone, you'll have to pre-record it or something or we'll call your phone just so you can rip on him. <laughs> Plus, well, we got to get him back. Saying, the oh, fucker oh. called me Jeff Keeley tonight. You son of a bitch. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> all he right. Keeps well, acting like oh, all of the time, and I can just knock it right out. No problem. Well, uh, I haven't seen it yet. It's been it's oh, been quite a while. Sounds like a dare. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot for one of these. Anyway. All right. Well, uh, a lot of different ways you can get a hold of us, and we encourage that. We actually do encourage that. We like talking to people. Well, Josh doesn't like talking to people, but I don't mind it. Uh, you can send us an yeah, email. So <laughs> you can send us an email a couple different ways. You can go over to psnation.org on the right side of the, of the front page. You'll see a contact us area. You can get a hold of us through that. Or you can send us an email to podcast at psnation.org. 
Also, you can leave us a voicemail line, which if anybody did, I'm totally missed even looking for that. I don't think anybody did, though, because I usually get a notification. Uh, if you leave us a voicemail, you can do that either on Skype with your Vita. Free account on Skype. Vita. You can do it. Uh, just call WDT-Torgo and leave us a voicemail on Skype. Or you can call a regular voicemail number at 715-502-9773. Standard long-distance rates apply. If you didn't get that number, it is on the front page in that Contact Us area at uh, psnation.org as well. Uh, you can look for us on the Facebook group, which Josh wouldn't like you to do, but we're fine if you go over the Facebook group as well. Uh, just look up PS Nation on there. Or uh, you can look for us on the Stitcher. If you have the Stitcher and you stream shows on the Stitcher, you can look for us on the PlayStation section in Stitcher. Uh, or if you have an iDevice, you can look for the Furious Gamer app on the App Store for 99 cents. Or you can go to FuriousGamer.com and check out all the streaming gaming websites or gaming podcasts there. Uh, look for us on Twitter, at PJFJosh. And especially during E3, check out at PS3Nation. Every one of our writers that's doing E3 coverage is going to have access to that Twitter account, and it's going to be very, very active, I hope. Uh, I'll be tweeting from there as well, if I can get any connectivity at all. Don't expect any pictures during the day, because it'll take five hours to upload a picture. Fucking E3. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <sighs> and, and you know what happens? I'm stupid enough, and I'll, I'll hit it, because I'm so used to just uploading pictures. And I'll hit it. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. And all of a sudden, you'll see my battery just... Because it's trying and trying and trying. And all of a sudden, yeah, damn it. Uh, So, yeah, check out at PS3 Nation on Twitter. If you don't follow it, get over there and follow it. Because that's where the hub of our coverage is going to be. For notifications especially, or you can do the RSS feed on our website. uh, If you go to the website at PSNation.org, you can actually subscribe to the, the RSS feed for the news page. And anything that we post is going to automatically aggregate in that in that RSS feed. Uh, I do it in Google on, on iGoogle. I have a little thing for our RSS feed right on the front there, and it refreshes every I don't even know like every half an hour hour. You can usually choose it, so very easy to do. Uh, also, don't forget our podcast network over at Retroids.com. Head over to Retroids.com. Check out all the podcasts over there. It's kind of cool if you actually say forums for PS Nation or for the PS Nation forums, it takes you automatically to the website one. So pretty neat, and uh, again, we thank Terry and Ken for setting that up for us. Uh, Retroid strong, yo. Uh, and like we've said many a time, head over to psnation.org where everything happens. The hub of the PS Nation universe is over there, including our awesome new forums that are nice and easy to use and a lot of great conversations going on. Um, and then our sponsors. Don't forget our sponsors at audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. Sign up for the 14-day free trial, and you have the choice of over 100,000 audiobooks. Uh, you can pull those down, listen to them. It doesn't cost very much. And guess what? For the 14-day free trial, you can choose a book and you get to keep it, even if you get rid of the account before the 14 days is up. And if you do that, it still helps us out. It still wets our beak a little bit. It puts a little bit of money in our pockets so that we can get stuff sent out to people and we can get our hosting paid for and everything else. So uh, head over to audiblepodcast.com slash psnation. You'll see that in the show notes as well. And our our merch store over at zazzle.com slash psnation. I was going to make some new shirts, but I can't find the goddamn files. I think Josh has them. I don't have the new files. Because oh, yeah. I, I ordered two Crap. shirts, and I had to use the old logo. So, oh well. Uh, I'll so send head, it to you. Head over to Zazzle. I don't get to put them up. <laughs> yeah, fucker. Uh, head over to zazzle.com slash psnation. See, you're trying to move me out of here, aren't you? You son of a bitch. <laughs> Probably be best for my health anyway. Zazzle.com slash psnation. All kinds of cool stuff. Shirts, hoodies, um, hats. I think we have shoes now. No, we don't have shoes. iPad uh, cases, iPod cases, 
uh, ornaments, stickers, which are always fun. Uh, a sticker on my laptop actually got me noticed in San Francisco, which was the weirdest thing ever. Uh, I wish I remembered his name. He's, he's one of our Retroids uh, members. But Joel and I were leaving GDC, and I was in line, and the TSA guy at the x-ray thing looks down at my laptop. See, I didn't, re- I didn't put two and two together until later, but he saw the sticker on there, and he looks up at me, looks down at the laptop, looks up at me. I'm like, oh, fuck, what'd I do? And he goes, Torgo? <laughs> <laughs> I like stumbled back a couple times, like whoa, what did I do? Whoa! So that was that was the most weird thing in the world, but it was so cool to meet him there. I was like, oh, I'll shake your hand, but I think that's probably breaking ten laws. Uh, so head over to zazzle.com/psnation. All kinds of cool stuff, and everything is customizable. So if you want to put your name on it, if you want to put a big red X over our faces, you can do that as well. Uh, and don't forget, it is written. Our buddies at it is written. Their new album is out. Uh, you'll see it in the show notes on how to get that album over to iTunes and also at CD Baby. See, I got it right this time. Uh, really good album. I actually have it in my rotation on my uh, on my phone right now because I use my phone as my music player, and it, very, very good album. Uh, really like the music. So uh, head over there. Great guys, and and they supply the music for our intro and and some other stuff on PlayStation Home. So, all right, let's get the hell out of here. Uh, next week, who knows what the hell we're going to be talking about? Probably some E three stuff because I think it's going to get crazy this week. Like I said, I'm pretty sure Chris is going to be over here. Not sure who else who else is going to join me. And uh, we'll take bets. We'll we'll actually have a pool going maybe on, on if Josh will be here or not. So <laughs> I'm still thinking no. I I, I don't think you're going to be here. I'm just saying. Just saying. Yeah. Everybody at work tells her it's going to be after Memorial Day. Well, it's coming up Monday. I know. Yeah. I know. We'll oh, see. Oh, you know what? That's freaking awesome. I just realized. Uh, us in America, we have uh, Monday off of work for Memorial Day. The frickin' Resistance Review doesn't have to go up till Tuesday morning. I can actually work on it Monday. Like, in peace and quiet and, and take some time on it. And, oh, that's going to be so cool. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So next week, uh, Resistance Burning Skies reviews for sh- review for sure on the show. And it'll be up on the website as well on Tuesday morning. Uh, thanks for sticking with us, folks. Have a great week. We will talk to you soon. If you're going to be in the L.A. area on June 2nd, please, please, please let me know if you'd like to come out and hang out with us. Keep your eye on that thread. Uh, when we start identifying some places to hang out, we'll definitely put them in that thread. And uh, hopefully we see a lot of people on that night. I would love to meet everybody around that area. So thanks for sticking with us. We'll talk to you next week. Have a great one. Get out there, play some games. Hail, baby. Hail, baby. Folks, I'm at an age now where... Uh I know a lot of new dads, a lot of guys becoming fathers for the first time, and I'm very happy for them. I love kids, and I love my friends, and I'm very happy that they are now uh, united. <laughs> kids and friends. I've been dreaming of this day. Um, no, I'm really happy for them, but there is this phenomenon that if you don't have kids, and you know a lot of people who do have kids, it's this new dad speech that all new dads have Because it's like, you know this guy as your dumb friend, right? And now he's somebody's father. And that has dawned on him for the first time too, right? So there's this moment where, with my new dad friends, where they want to pull me aside and get all philosophical on me for a bit. Because it turns out, having a child has changed their life. telling me being responsible for this new life it somehow made your life different 
I just thought it would be the same, except with a baby. I wouldn't know because I don't have kids. How could I ever figure it out? I'm too dumb. You really got to have kids to understand it's a big deal. So this is like every new dad has the same speech where they might as well, it's like they give it to you at the hospital with your baby, right? Like, all right, here's your child. And, uh, oh, yes, uh, be sure to bore everyone you know with this because uh, they'll want to hear it. And congratulations, you're the first person in the world to ever have a child. Be sure to watch for yourself in the news later. So I've heard the same speech so many times. The new dad speech. And it goes like this. Yeah, I was, um, I was holding my son the other day, you know. <laughs> like holding him close to me and looked at him and like, I can't believe I made this person. You know? <laughs> looking at his eyes and he's, like smelling his head. It's like, I never thought I could love anything this much before. He grabbed my finger, you know, with his little hand. And I realized I would take a bullet for my kid. Now, we don't know that's true. Right? It's, it's a wonderful sentiment. I'm sure you mean it when you say it. But it's very unlikely you will be called upon to make good on that. Right? It's highly unlikely. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen. Let's say there's some scenario where that shit goes down and the lead starts flying. You don't know what you're going to do. You might very well tear off that Bjorn. Ah, you're on your own. <laughs> Holy moly. What is happening here? Uh, uh, try and crawl under a car or something. Whew. Oh my God, this city is crazy. Who, who are they shooting at? You're a low target. Use that to your advantage, son. You're a lot harder to hit than, than adults. This is going to be over soon. I love you. <laughs> and the cat's in the cradle and the silver spoon. <laughs> but let's say, I'll humor you, you know 1,000% beyond the shadow of a doubt that you would take a bullet for your child. Let me ask you this then. Why are so many people trying to assassinate your baby? <laughs> what did he do? Takes two to tango. <laughs> Obviously, it's a lot of people don't like this baby. Is he... 
He's in charge somehow, some weird tyrant baby. Do we somehow elect him as president through some weird loophole in the Constitution? It's like, oh, you can elect babies, it turns out. And you know what? I never read this whole thing before. Now, of course you'd vote for this baby because his campaign posters would be adorable. See his big fat cheeks? You're like, oh, I'm voting for that baby. What? You don't know anything about his policies. Oh, who cares? You know what? I think we need an outsider to kind of shake things up. He's <laughs> only been in Washington for four months. I just want to see that president baby so bad. I just want to see him at a big rally, thousands of people, like on the hip of a Secret Service agent, right? <laughs> Classic baby look, too. No shirt, just a diaper, big fat baby belly. So precious. Secret Service has him on his hip. Everything looks good, Mr. President. All due respect, sir, you're almost getting too big for me to do this anymore. (laughs) See him at that rally. He's waving at the people, right? Weird baby wave. He's kissing other babies. But it's smaller babies, so it's not weird. Like he's kissing preemies. You don't need to groan when I say preemies. They're just premature. They're not monsters. (laughs) No, I heard preemies will steal your breath when you're sleeping. No. They won't. Oh, they want to. <laughs> but they're too weak. That's why the preemies will never take over. I defy you, preemies! Mess your armies at my gates! You shall not win this day!